This is the Banker Bob Thought for August 30th. As I watch this new generation try to rewrite our history, one thing I'm sure of, it will be misspelled and have no punctuation. Fans, good evening and welcome to Rappin' on Racing, August 30, 2021. I want to welcome my co-host Dave Oliveri. Dave, good evening. How are you? I'm doing well, Don. It's been a a good weekend of racing. We did lose some to some weather, but uh, all in all, I, as the season, I hate to say it, you know, based upon NASCAR, they're going into their playoffs, and you know, we got a about six weeks left. And um, I'm hoping all our fans will stay tuned to continue to listen to us and catch some great racing in the next six weeks. Well, if it's happening, we're going to talk about it. I want to start this show off wishing my wife Donna a happy birthday. I have shared 26 birthdays with her, and every year it gets a little nicer. With that thought in mind, Dave, how about Kyle Larson winning the season championship for NASCAR? Yeah, that, you know, we've talked about this over and over, you know, the, the, what Kyle Larson has, has accomplished this year, and for Henrik Motorsports to, uh, and especially Rick Henrik to, you know, I don't want to say take a chance when no one else did, but you know the kid's just been unbelievable with five wins on the year. And I was reading some things. I actually uh, saw something that was posted on Facebook, and you know he was even amazed, and so was Rick Henrik. Dad, uh, I don't want to say it was a few weeks ago, but maybe about a month or so ago, he was 166 points behind. And I know he was 28 points ahead going into last night, and I know he had a little bit misfortune. But uh, you know, to have you know Chase Elliott win the championship last year, and then now to be the regular season champion, uh, just uh, you know, tremendous accolades to Kyle and his accomplishments. And you know, what that young man can do—not only driving a Cup car, but a super dirt late model and a 410 Sprint. It's something that, 
you know, myself and you and our fans will probably never, ever get to see a chance to see again, Don. I agree. I guess the only thing we haven't seen him in is a big block modified. Yeah, that's true. And I, I just, he takes the, whatever you put him in, whether it's, you know, um, you know, last week it was a midget, a late model, and a cup car. This week I think he was just focusing on, you know, the cup car. But, you know, it, it, it's just that... It, it's just a great story, and he's a great talent. Just it, there's drivers that come along like this, very, very few. And Don, you know, I'm just off the top of my head. I can think of maybe guys that maybe bounce back. Uh, Mario Andretti comes to mind. AJ Foyt, and most recently, probably Tony Stewart. That's about it. That I can't think of any others that were as versatile. You have some that were good in maybe two divisions. Maybe we're excellent in one division, but nobody was excellent in four, four or five divisions. I was kind of pleased that Ryan Blaney uh, brought one home for Penske Racing and for the competition director, Travis Geisler. That kind of hits close to home. Very proud of all of them, and they had a nice way to wrap up the uh, Daytona race. And that's two in a row for Ryan. And I happened to be at uh, Sharon Speedway this past Saturday for the Bill Forney Memorial. And uh, I'll just say for those that were watching, and, and I mean being one of them on the TV screen, I think that they, he had the home, hometown uh, you know, advantage going in. But, again, uh, for you know Travis and, and Team Penske, you couldn't have uh, gelled at a better time going into the, you know, the, the, this coming playoffs. A couple of our guests I want to mention. Brian Hutchko is going to be a guest. He's on his third win at Pittsburgh. And Jeff Bronischewski, who won at Le Trobe, unfortunately, he lost a motor in hot laps Saturday. So, uh, Jeff, I hope you have a spare. Dave, I understand you were at Sharon for the Forney Memorial, basically to be there to support your buddy Ed Miller with his uh, car for uh, Bucella. Yeah, it was, and, and I did have an opportunity that was, you know, to, to head over to Sharon Speedway, and it, it was neat to see some of the old the drivers from Canfield back in the day. The, the drivers, some of them, I I would name by name recognition only, but um, I look at these drivers, and they're drivers from, you know, I hate to say it, Don, maybe your era, and and uh, it was good to see, you know, some familiar faces and. Uh, you know, one was G. Capabucci. You know, oh, I screw that one up all the time. G. Capabucci was there, and uh, you know, he was real good friends with uh, Bill Forney. And this was something, like you said, uh, his son Mike and daughter wanted to put on in, in tribute of their dad, which I thought was special to tie this in and, and make it a rush touring series race. But the, like you said, the main reason I won is there was a connection between Bill Forney's car owner. And Frank Busella, he gave Frank one of his early opportunities with the number nine car. There was the nine, the nineteen, the one nineteen, or the one ninety nine that Bill drove. And to see Jeff there and Jeff's battle with COVID last year, and it just—I mean—he was lucky, a very lucky person to survive the severity that he had. And to see the smile on both Jeff's face and Ed's face, because that was. For all intents and purposes, the first laps that that car had turned, you know, it had been up at our, some of our nostalgia nights, and 
but it, it was never barely mobile. And there was a, a 40 flag that was flying from it with, you know, 199 on it as it paced the field. And uh, it, it it's things like that when I see things that bring back, that are special, Don. And, and you've been doing this a lot longer than I have. And when you have these special tributes to... Uh, past drivers from family members, or in, in Ed's case, just the car that was the first car that he ever lettered, and you know, and he worked off as uh, you know as a crew chief. And for Jeff to tell me, you know, he remembered it. Not only we always talk about mud, mud scrapers, but you know, he was telling me a story. I did a uh, I did a video for YouTube that uh, you know he was 12 years old, and he asked his dad if he could sneak in, and he was a mud packer. And uh, we'll, we'll tell the listeners what a mud packer is, but uh, his mom's watching the car go around the racetrack, and all of a sudden Frank comes up and she says, who's in the car? And he says, she says, Jeff, she says, we're going to talk about this later. So it's those memories and those stories that, that you keep alive that are just, in my, in my book, I was priceless. And, you know, talk about priceless, Don. The race was just incredible, and I won't get into too much of it, but... The race between, you know, Chubb Frank and Joe Martin was just side by side, lap after lap. And when I thought Joe had it coming off a, of, you know, turn three, the old veteran, the, the Wiley one, you know, Chubb ended up winning it and, in, in, you know, enjoying that first uh, Bill Forney Memorial win. Anytime Bill Forney showed up at Heidelberg in the 199, everybody figured if you're not on your game, you're going to be second. A lot of, I mean, so many good drivers came up there. Bickerstaff was another one. Uh, it was just uh, so the cream. Actually, the Ohio guys had a head start because they had been running asphalt when Heidelberg was dirt. It took the Heidelberg guys uh, a year or two to get acclimated to the asphalt. But once they did, they were ready. And one of the guys that got acclimated to it was Joe Mihalik. And I got an email from his wife, Pat Mihalik. He had a little bit of a setback when he was in the hospital in April. He uh, he was in Gainesville, and the doctors gave him two drugs that were fighting with each other, and they really fouled him up. He's getting better now, but it's going to be a long road back. I I called Pat to catch up, and she said, Joe is doing well. I want to tell everybody about our guests tonight. Uh, Jennerstown Speedway General Manager Billy Rebar, Asphalt Late Model Driver Jared Barkley, Jim Zufall, the voice of Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway, Western Pennsylvania Rookie of the Year Levi Yetter, Doug Sura, Late Model Driver at Hummingbird and Thunder Mountain, Late Trobe Speedway Pro Stock Feature Winner Jeff Bronischewski, and Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway Pro Stock Feature Winner Brian Hutchko. And as I said, since we did the interview, he picked up another win. I had to laugh on it. That's a lot of vowels in that, in, in what you just said there between Bonischewski and Sarah and Hutchko. We're yeah, just yeah. Again, congratulations to Brian. But uh, Jim Zufall has all the highlights from Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway, including victory lane interviews with Tyler Harris, Frank McGill, and Brian Hutchko. Tom Lang will discuss the U.S. Nationals at Indy. We will have victory lane interviews. From Lernerville Speedway with Gary Heeman, Cy Lynch, and Greg Dabrowski, along with Brian Spade and Chad Rollman. 
Our scheduled guests for next Monday include former Mercer Raceway and Lernerville Speedway announcer Mike Dutko, Pennsylvania Motor Speedway hobby stock driver Matt Bernard, and late model driver Chris Lander. Uh, a nice selection, a wide variety. Uh, this uh, gentleman, uh, Matt Bernard, 17 years old, he's still in high school, and uh, Jim Zufall said uh, the kid's really coming uh, coming into his own. You ought to get him on his show. And sure enough, uh, Saturday he finished uh, a podium finish in third place. So we're looking forward to talking to, to those three individuals, plus whoever else we can get on the chart between now and next week. Yeah, it's just uh, those young kids down in Pennsylvania, Motor Speedway, the McGills, and uh, and now, you know, Matt Bernard, this hobby stock division in Pittsburgh where, you know, you've watched divisions that you created and, you know, Billy Rebar, you come up with an idea and you think it's going to never take off. You get five or six. And now to have, like you said, uh, young kids running down in Pittsburgh but in that hobby stock division, but to have, you know, 20-plus cars a night, uh, it's just an, something that, gives these youngsters a chance to show their talents and not have to spend a ton of money. In 96, when I was promoting Motordrome and I brought in the Modifieds, they said I was crazy. Now it's one of the most interesting and competitive divisions at the Jennerstown Speedway. A lot of good-looking cars and a lot of great drivers. Well, you know, you, you mentioned that. You know, people, as promoters and general managers, you don't, some some are reluctant to take a chance, and you like you said, you took a chance on the modified. And you know, we talk week in and week out about Billy Rebar and that new 602 division he has. I'm not really sure what the name of it was. Where you know he was hoping for maybe five or six cars, and you know they got upwards to 15 cars yeah. because there's chassis out there, and it's affordable. And not only is it good for young drivers, but for some of the drivers that have been out of the sport for many years, like a Chucky Kessler, to be able to come back and, and still enjoy racing at a competitive price. Yes. Chucky was out for over 15 years, and it's good to see him coming back. Well, Dave, uh, we're coming up on a break. Any closing thoughts? Anything you'd like to add? Now, uh, just in closing, I hope our fans are going to appreciate some of these points battles as they come down. Uh, at their local tracks. I know I talked to Dave Hess Sr. last night, or not last night, but uh, Saturday night at Sharon, and I asked what you know Dave was racing. I know State Line has one more race this coming weekend, and you know, I think we have a handful, uh, two or three weeks to go with Pittsburgh and up at Lernerville. So race fans, to wrap it on racing, you have a chance to get out to your local track, get out and do it because, like you said, the window's getting shorter and shorter, and I know I'm looking forward to our conclusion, and I know I'm being a little bit premature, Don, but you know, I know we talked about it November, that first week in November at the World Finals at Charlotte. You know, we missed it last year, and I know I'm looking forward to it this year. I thank you for a nice uh, report. I'll talk to you next week. All right, Don. We'll catch you later. This portion of Rapid on Racing is brought to you by the Jennerstown Speedway Complex, home of the Motor Mountain Masters. For more information, check out Jennerstown.org. 
Since 1974, Environmental Air Incorporated has provided quality sheet metal and HVAC services in the greater Pittsburgh area. They're a commercial sheet metal contractor. Founded in 1974 by Glade Neal, Environmental Air is a family-owned union sheet metal company currently managed by Paul and Craig Neal. The people of Environmental Air are both a team and a family. They believe customer service is important. They value their employees and know that together they can have a meaningful impact on each project or service they provide. Residential service is not available due to the magnitude of their commercial work. 47 years of excellent customer service is the foundation of this successful company. Environmental Air is located at 1100 McCartney Street, Pittsburgh, PA, 15220. For additional information, call 412-922-8988. A message for all racers, race fans, or campers. Alternative Power Sources Incorporated, located in western Pennsylvania since 1995, we have proudly served homeowners and businesses throughout portions of Pennsylvania, Ohio, and West Virginia, offering a complete line of generators and the ability to provide turnkey projects. From sales and rentals to service, maintenance, and installation, Alternative Power Sources is dedicated to providing reliable generator solutions. Their brands include MTU, Kohler, Gillette, Yamaha, Powertech, and ASCO. The experienced sales force has over 40 years' experience in the generator field, providing the resources to design the generator package to meet your needs and specifications and supply the specified products. If service is important to you, they are your source. Alternative Power Sources. For more information, call 1-800-894-4455. And now more Rapid on Racing with Don Gamble and Bill Rebar. Fans, up next is Billy Rebar, the general manager up at Jennerstown Speedway. Bill, good evening. How are you? Doing well, Don. Thanks for having me as always. Uh, a lot of good winners, a lot of good racing. Where do you want to start? Yeah, it was an exciting night here on the mountain this past Saturday. And to be honest with you, we kept looking to the sky because we thought it might have been a full moon. Um, really close, exciting racing. And sometimes that leads to altercations. And, you know, pretty much every event of the night led to some kind of disagreement or argument. But that's all part of it. And part of that, Dawn, is the, where we are at this stage in the year. There's only three races left at the Jennerstown Speedway Complex. It's coming down to the wire. Some of these points battles are very, very close. So tempers are going to flare. Guys that maybe would give you feet earlier in the year won't even give you inches now. So it boils over on and off the track. So it was an eventful night. Uh, We kicked off the night after a slight rain delay. Mother Nature just gave us a little bit of a cool down, which was kind of nice because it was extremely hot this past Saturday. We kicked off with the Stoystown Auto Rector's Modified Makeup Feature from earlier in July when Mother Nature didn't cooperate. So we kicked that off. Uh, Real exciting side-by-side action. For whatever reason, Don, like some nights, cars just seem faster. The Stoy Tunnel Rector Modifieds just seem to be faster than they've been the entire season. And I had several people make that comment to me. Uh, Really thrilling event. Always my favorite division, as everyone knows. And when it came down to it, Doug Lesnar, yes, that's right, the dirt boy, as he said in his victory lane speech, he'll always be a dirt boy at heart. Well, we're converting him over because Doug 
not only did he win the makeup feature that we kicked off the night, he even won the second feature of the night, their regular scheduled feature, and picked up two victories in Stoney's Victory Lane uh, to be a career leading, or I should say season leading, in the Stoney Tunnel Record Modified with six wins. Uh, really exciting to see that for Doug. And what's crazy is he made up substantial ground in the points lead. And I actually just talked to Doug here earlier this evening, Don. He is six points out of the championship contention. Anthony Aiello is the leader. Tom Golick is three points behind. And Doug Lesnar is only six points behind. And I believe going into this past Saturday's event, Doug had a bonus at 18 to 20 point margin. And he had a vacation scheduled for this upcoming weekend. Uh, it sounds like the Glesner family will uh, still go on vacation, but he's going to be driving home to race and drive back to vacation because he is in the contention for the 2021 Stoystown Auto Records Modified Championship along with Anthony Aiello and Tom Golick. So really, really close contention. Um, excited to see what that division is going to have here as the year continues. Hopefully the vacation's not too long of a drive. Yeah, I think it's going to be about three hours, and uh, Mrs. Glesner's a pretty understanding lady, and she likes the racetrack, and I think uh, I think she's been willing to, to jeopardize a couple hours to, to make the racing happen. In the Farmers Union Call Chargers Division, uh, another exciting race. We had a late race caution when Nate Valeni uh, got crossed up with uh, Barry McVickers, who's actually one of our security personnel at the Speedway. He gets behind of one of the Larry Heminger-owned machines every once in a while in the Charger divisions. And unfortunately, Nate and Barry made pretty hard contact, bringing out the red flag, had some fluids on the speedway, came to a late race restart where Evan Nybert was the race leader going into the restart, but it was points leader Cal Burkholder able to capitalize on the restart and return Stoney's victory lane one other time. And, Don, I forgot to mention it was Stoney's night this past Saturday at the racetrack, and Stoney's is such a huge part of the Jennerstown Speedway as the official Victory Lane sponsor and involved in the community and other things. And the Burkholder family is actually a huge Stoney's fan, so they were pretty excited to celebrate Victory Lane with the friends from Stoney's. In the Somerset Trust Company Fast and Furious 4s, uh, another really exciting event of the night, all kind of racing all over the racetrack, battling for positions all the way through, all the way to the end. And when it came down to it, it was Michael Saylor returning to Stoney's Victory Lane and the Somerset Trust Company Fast and Furious Force. Bill, we're, we're coming up on a commercial break. Uh, fans, stay with us. We'll be back after these messages. Located in beautiful Somerset County in western Pennsylvania's picturesque Laurel Highlands, the Jennerstown Speedway Complex hosts exciting Saturday night racing from May to September. Come see daring drivers competed late models, modifieds, pro stocks, street stocks, chargers, and the fast and furious fours. Special events include the Motor Mountain Masters, NASCAR Whaled Modifieds, ISMA sanctioned Super Modifieds, the Super Cup Stock Car Series, and Enduro races. The Jennerstown Speedway Complex takes great pride in providing fun, affordable family entertainment. The 6 p.m. start time allows the younger fans the opportunity to enjoy the entire show, including at the completion of each weekly event. Everyone in attendance is invited into the pits to meet the drivers and see the cars up close. Spend your Saturday nights in Somerset County at the Jennerstown Speedway Complex. All right, fans, we're back. We're talking to Billy Rebar from Jennerstown Speedway. Dawn, in the Ron's Collision Center Street Stock Division, it looked like we might have seen a different winner this uh, past weekend. 
Josh Kokenar was out to the lead. Uh, Casey Fliegel had to start deep in the field after winning the previous week. And Aaron Van Fleet was returning to the speedway. He was also in contention running up towards the front. Uh, unfortunately, there was contact between Kokenar and Flegel. Uh The official's decision was that Kokenar would be sent to the tail. Co- uh, Flegel, since he did not stop on the racetrack, and actually Kokenar spun down into Flegel. Flegel was able to retain his position. Uh, Greg Burbage had another second-place finish. Greg has really been the most improved driver in the Ron's Collision Street Stocks this year. Great to see him up front. I still believe you're going to see him get his first career win before now in the end of the season. We also won his heat race, didn't he? That's correct. Yeah. So that brings us to the Martellus Pharmacy late model division. Uh, absent this week is driver uh, Gary Wiltrout, you know, former champion, whatever. Gary's dealing with a little bit of health issues right now. He's okay, but just taking some time off to fully recover before he gets behind the wheel. And then Owen Howe, rookie driver. Uh, Owen is actually getting taking some time off to get some setup things and be back in action hopefully next week to be back in contention. Uh, the starting row, Don, anytime Barry Audi starts on the front row, you know he's going to be very tough to beat. Well, Barry Audi was basically light out. Uh, Barry, this is only his second win of the year, which here we are at the end of August, and we're saying he's only won twice. You know, Barry's been the points leader for most of the season, if not all the season, uh, but his car was just hooked up better than I've seen it in quite some time. Started on the outside pole with rookie Ethan Myers, and there was a few restarts here or there, but it was Barry Audi all night, the whole time. Uh, great to see Barry back in victory lane with his great supporters, Kevin, Joanne, and Kevy. I know they are all-time Barry Audi fans, and they all celebrate together in victory lane, so it was neat to see that. Jared Barkley, uh, one of our guests tonight, finished second. He had a good run. Yes, Jared definitely shown great signs of improvement uh they've definitely got that port city race car chassis you know he's got three wins on the season brian ship there finished third zane farrell fourth and teddy gabal finished the top five you know the top four finishers are the top four in your points and that's why they're up there i mean these guys at any given night starting position has a lot to do with it the tire cycle who's on two versus who's on four uh really great racing you know we said it before we've had eight different winners in the martellus pharmacy label division that's just unheard of so Great close action all the way through the field in all the divisions at Jennerstown this past Saturday. Let's talk about next Saturday. So we only have three weeks left. Uh, we have two what we consider weekly shows, and then we have the special event there on September 11th, the Isma Super Modified. But this weekend, Saturday, September 4th, will be a five-division racing program as well as a six-cylinder Endora, which is our last Endora race of the year. Uh, you know, it's winding down, Don. It's up for anybody for grabs for these points championships. Sounds like some great racing. Uh, looking at the stats here, Glessner from Boswell, PA, really a good driver. Probably one of the biggest winners in the PRA in the Coops was Harold Godin from Boswell. I never heard of Harold, and I never heard of Boswell, but he was in Cal Fry's number 27, and he won the Tri-State Championship, which was 150 laps on dirt with some of the best drivers in the area, and he beat him. Well, you know, Doug is no stranger to the racing community. Uh, he's competed on dirt. Uh, actually, he was most famous for, he was in that dirt invitational several years ago down St. Louis where they raced inside, and uh, Doug actually ended up on his lid. He ended up on the outside cover of the Speedway Illustrated, and, you know, 
Yeah, he's a dirt guy, and he'll tell you that, but he is having a blast this year in the asphalt side of things. His brother, Dale, another great guy. I think Dale should sell his bass boat. I know he listens to the show every week. He's a fan, and I tease him because he's a big fisherman. I said, sell that darn boat, and let's go racing with your brother. So uh, <laughs> great family. They bring a lot, and mom and dad are huge supporters as well. So good people to be around, and I think big things to come in the future for them. All right, Bill, excellent report. We'll talk to you next week. All right, Don. Thanks for having me. This portion of Rapid On Racing was brought to you by the Jennerstown Speedway Complex, home of the Motor Mountain Masters. For information about upcoming events at Jennerstown Speedway, check out Jennerstown.org. Toma's Meat Market is a full-service, old-fashioned butcher shop and meat market. Their stores nestled in the farmlands of western Pennsylvania, where they've been for over 50 years. They hand-select cattle and hogs purchased from local farmers. At Toma's, they can help you prepare for anything from your own family's dinner to a special graduation party, a company picnic, an anniversary celebration, a wedding reception, or a whole host of other things. They can prepare entrees and have them ready for pickup or delivery in foil chafer pans. Just heat them and eat them. Please call or stop by to find out about putting a package of these ideas together for your special event. The taste and the service are out of this world. Toma's Meat Market, located at 748 Dinnerbell Road in Saxonburg, PA. For additional information, please give them a call at 724-352-2020. That's 724-352-2020. Number One Cochrane has created a new way, a faster way, an easier way to buy a car. Now you can complete as much of the process as you'd like online and spend less time in store or do it all online and get home delivery. Expressway is way easy to use. Just shop our nearly 20 new car brands and thousands of pre-owned vehicles to find the model that's perfect for you. We're big on transparency, so you get our best possible price up front. We call it our clear-cut price, and it's independently validated by Kelly Blue Book right on your screen. Our experts are standing by to help you throughout the entire buying process. You can also stop at any time, save where you are, and come to the showroom to pick up where you left off. Don't love your new vehicle? Don't worry, we'll take it back, no questions asked. Best of all, Expressway is open 24-7. That means you can buy your way with Expressway right away. Number one, Cochran. See it all at Cochran.com. Every day when they open the doors at Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights, Pennsylvania, their goal is to provide great customer service by offering affordable automotive and truck repair service performed by highly trained technicians at the highest industry standard. By implementing the latest diagnostic equipment and computerized repair manuals, you can rest assured that your vehicle will be repaired to factory specifications for your specific car or truck. At Zarin Truck and Automotive, they believe in honest repairs and will demonstrate that fully by explaining the repair or service you are receiving and they'll give you an estimate or quote before work is performed. When you choose Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights, Pennsylvania, you are choosing professional automotive repair and maintenance performed by expert automotive technicians. That's Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights. And now more Rapid on Racing with Don Gamble and Bill Freebar. 
Fans joining us now is Jared Barclay, the driver of the number 92 late model at Jennerstown Speedway. Jared, good evening. How are you? Hey, good, Don. How are you? I'm wonderful. I think you might have the prettiest late model at the track. It's The numbers are different. The, the, the wrap is different. Who did your uh, wrap on your car? Um, there's a guy close to me up here in uh, my Bedford, PA, Brian Lowry, BSL Graphics. Yeah, we, we came up with that design back in the modified and kind of kept it, kept the same font for the numbers and everything. Uh, a little bit from the dirt late model side of things with the design. Well, let's talk about that. How and when did you get started in racing? Uh, my older brother that actually runs a modified now, uh, he ran street stock last year. Uh, but he started racing when he was younger. My dad took him to the track, and and then uh, he's like 13 years older than me. So growing up watching him race, that's all I ever wanted to do. So, so it was inevitable you were going to do this. And the num- <laughs> yep, one way or the other. The number, as I said, very pretty. How would you pick your number? The 92 doesn't really mean anything. A lot of people think that's the year I was born, but I'm actually a little bit older than that. Uh, back in when we got in, into the go-karts, my dad bought me a, uh, a used go-kart at a swap meet, and it had a brand-new yellow body on it. It was real nice, and I already had number 92 on it. And just kind of kept it because nobody else has it. We were good at the different tracks and never had to change numbers or add an X or anything. So just unique number, and I just kind of made it to my own. In a small world category, uh, many years ago, I drove a number 92 for a fella from Lowry's Run Automotive. But you're right, it is uh, an unusual number. Um, when, you, uh, when you think about it, and we'll talk a little bit about uh, Katie, uh, your girlfriend. Uh, was she a racer when you met her, or is she learning how to deal with that right now? Uh, no, she never went to the track. She never grew up around it until she met me. And to be honest, the first year... She thought it was cool for the first couple of weeks, and then she realized how much work it is and how much work it is through the week. And there were some rough spots there, but she, started, she made a lot of new friends at Jennerstown. There's a lot of uh, nice people in the pits, and now now it's the only place we want to go on Saturday night. So it's not as bad anymore. Great people. Now, you mentioned dirt. Did you do any dirt racing, or was that your brother? Yeah, yeah, we both did. Uh, we both ran... Dwarf cars, which are now called Mod Lights, um, all over the place here. I, then I got out of it until I got a big boy job and started making some money. Then I, I was able to afford to get back into it again. Uh, and I ran um, four cylinders at Bedford and Roaring Knob and all the tracks around home here. Um, then got back into the Mod Lights again later on and ran Mercer and Roaring Knob with that. We went down to Florida a couple of times. And so I ran dirt tracks around Somerset County here for a while. And what prompted the switch to the asphalt? And I think it was an excellent choice because you're uh, very good at what you're doing now. Um, how'd that happen? Um, well, Jennerstown opened back up in 2015 and... I told my parents, you know, I won races at all the local dirt tracks. Um, I was like, I need to get a win at, uh, on an asphalt track at Jennerstown. It's the only track that's close to home that I've never won at. And when they opened back up in 15, I went and watched some, and I didn't get a car till the middle of 16, 
is when I got that modified. And uh, it's harder than it looks. I started out thinking, oh, we'll get a win here. But it, it took me a, a year and a half in that modified and and two two years in the, in the late model to get a win. So it, it's tough competition there, for sure. Yeah, the uh, fans, the drivers that are in the grandstands that think they could do a better job uh, have no concept of how difficult it is. <laughs> Not just the driving, but the maintenance and the time and the effort. And you mentioned Katie. And I always say that the lady on the team is the glue that holds it together. And without her or any driver, whether it's girlfriend, wife, uh, mom, sister, whatever, uh, without that person being part of the team, not going to have a lot of success. Um, Oh, for sure. Now, you've had quite a background in racing here. What would you say was your most memorable moment? Probably, probably the first win at Jennerstown in the modified. We worked so hard with that thing and came so close, and that was a big hurdle to finally get there and get that win with that car. When you think about the guys you were running against there, there's some really good drivers, some tough competition. Then you jump up into the late models, and it's even tougher in the late models. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah. When I was running the modified, we had you know Chris Brinkman pretty much running the show then, and, and uh, Jason Bush was tough competition, and and Yellow, I think he, my last year in the late in the modified, he won the championship. You know, so he was a contender every week. It was tough then. Um, in the mod- in the late model, you you know you had Barry and Gary. You know, you see them in your in your mirror, you automatically get nervous and almost give them the spot <laughs> you know they're faster than you would you consider those two your toughest competition yeah when i started out for sure i mean we got we got some more competition now uh with teddy um maruka's pretty fast uh, Ethan can has come along um who else is fast oh ship ship's been Tips real fast this year. Yeah, he, he found something here recently. Uh, and I, yeah. I, I last time I talked to him, I said, uh, why would you change your number from 40 to 48? He said, I wanted to do that for a long time because Jimmy Johnson's my favorite driver. So he finally got the number that he likes, but it took him a couple of years to get there. If I, Other than winning races, and I ask you, what would your goals be for the future? Uh, are you happy where you are, or do you think you might want to try something different? Oh, uh, well, my, if you ask my crew, they want to go dirt racing. And they didn't help me back then in the dirt days, so they don't know all the extra work that goes along with the dirt course. So I'm pretty happy at Jennerstown and staying local. Um, I'd like to get a championship there for sure. We're top three right now. We were fourth last year. Um, I, I don't know if the championship is actually in the cards this year. Uh, I'd like to end of the year at least with the most amount of wins. Um, but yeah, I just stay at Jennerstown for the, for at least the next handful of years. You'd be hard pressed to find a nicer track to race at. Billy Rebar and the owners there have created a jewel. And, uh, well, when you see when all these uh, traveling shows come in, they just rave about the place and, and it's, 
I can't think of anything that they could do to make it even nicer. One exception, they're getting all those new lights, uh, all those Moscow lights. But other than that, I think the place is perfect. Um, let's, oh, yeah, it's a nice place. Let's take a minute and thank some of your sponsors. I got to thank my crew, Matt Sipe, Ben Rose, Zach Wardball, my brother, he helps me too a lot. Uh, Mark Cole, he's kind of my setup guy. Um, he comes over once or twice a week to scale the car and do what we need to do and keeps me focused. Um, and then uh, I got my Uncle Brian out in Colorado at Slego Williams Construction. Uh, Nepper's Repair, he's on the hood there. He's right up the road for me, working on ATVs and that. Um, Somerset Rentals, Appliance Plus, um, um, used used appliances here in Somerset. That's about it. Uh, Oakhurst Tea Room, you know, and, and then you know, track like you said, Don. They, they do a great job. It's great people that run it. And we're coming up on a break. Do you have any closing thoughts? Anything you'd like to add? Uh, thanks for having me on the show. I appreciate it, and uh, hopefully, we can close the year out strong here. Uh, I gotta thank my girlfriend too for feeding us every week and putting up with me working in the garage every night. What well, sounds like you got a very nice girlfriend, a good crew, and a bunch of good sponsors, and a beautiful race car. I want to thank you for being with us tonight and wish you continued success as you try for some more of those victories. All right, thanks, Don. This portion of tonight's program is brought to you by Zarin Truck and Automotive. Are you in need of financial planning or portfolio review? Rick Sabo of RPS Financial Solutions is an independent financial planner who has testified as an expert witness on insurance and investment fraud. He helps people who are concerned about their portfolio or with other financial matters. His services include investments, pension, and 401k rollovers, estate planning, life insurance, and long-term care alternatives. As a registered IRS tax preparer, he can assist retirees with the completion of property tax rebate forms and other government tax reduction programs at no charge. Mr. Sabo does not charge a fee to meet with potential clients for a fact find. His office is located at 5061 Route 8, Gibsonia, PA. If you are in need of any of the services that he provides, give him a call at 724-443-5720. That's 724-443-5720. Or email him at rick.sabo at jwcemail.com. Securities offered through J.W. Cole Financial Incorporated, member of FINRA SIPC. Advisory services offered through J.W. Cole Advisors Incorporated, neither J.W. Cole Advisors Incorporated or J.W. Cole Financial Incorporated, nor its representatives provide legal, tax preparation, or accounting advice. Persons who provide such advice do so in a capacity other than as a registered representative of J.W.C.A. J.W.C. RPS Financial Solutions and JWC, JWCA are unaffiliated entities. Located in beautiful Somerset County in western Pennsylvania's picturesque Laurel Highlands, the Jennerstown Speedway Complex hosts exciting Saturday night racing from May to September. Come see daring drivers compete in late models, modifieds, pro stocks, street stocks, chargers, and the fast and furious fours. Special events include the Motor Mountain Masters, NASCAR Whaled Modifieds, ISMA sanctioned Super Modifieds, the Super Cup Stock Car Series, and Enduro races. The Jennerstown Speedway Complex takes great pride in providing fun, affordable family entertainment. 
The 6 p.m. start time allows the younger fans the opportunity to enjoy the entire show, including at the completion of each weekly event. Everyone in attendance is invited into the pits to meet the drivers and see the cars up close. Spend your Saturday nights in Somerset County at the Jennerstown Speedway Complex. And now more Rappin' on Racing with your hosts, Don Gamble and Jim Zufall. Saturday night at Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway. It was a big five-division show on a very hot Saturday night. We started things off with the Rush Dirt Late Models, Rorick Automotive Group Rush Dirt Late Models, and Daryl Charlier wound up in victory lane. Charlier pulling double duty, driving the 114 in the Rush Late Models, as well as the 114 car, also owned by Ben Laboon, in the Pro Stock race. So Daryl Charlier comes up your winner in the Rush Late Models. Ben Police finished second. Then Cole Patrell, Mike Ref, Dan Lepro rounded out your top five. Six through ten were the 27T of Tony White, Philip Bubeck, Zach Gunn, Cassidy Kamaker, and Bill Kessler. In the hobby stock division, the priority equipment rental hobby stocks, it was the summer showdown, five extra laps, so a 20-lap feature event for the hobby stocks on Saturday night. Frank McGill came in as your leader in a pretty hotly contested race with Stephen Sheltman, Matt Bernard, Matthew Bernard, who will have an interview here on Rapping on Racing here in a week or so. He is uh, finishes in third. Bernard had been around, uh, running near the back or mid-pack for a long time. And this young man, a senior now in high school, finishes with a very respectable top three in his number 15 ride. Danny Rich driving the 221K car for Carly Kovacs finishes fourth. Cody Catellus in the 1K, finishing 5th. 6-10 through 10 were Caleb McManus, Ben Anton, John Kane, Tony McGill, and Tom Anton. And when it was all said and done, it was Frank McGill standing in victory lane talking to Tyler Harris. Frank, you and I are becoming pretty common company down here in victory lane, but uh, the smile's not wearing off your face anytime soon. you got to be happy. Yeah, it's a great win tonight, especially with 20 laps, a couple more, more hundred bucks more to win. It's a great win for us. Yeah, a little extra money on the line for these guys tonight, $300 to win, and you were able to pick it up a couple extra laps, like you said, too. So definitely cool. With uh, the next two weeks here coming up, you got the uh, 9-11 Memorial Race, the Josh Lanker Memorial coming up. A lot of extra money on the line in that one. And as I said last week and probably plenty of weeks before, you seem like you're the class of the field this uh, this year. You're in the points lead right now. You're holding on to a pretty comfortable lead as well. But on any given night, a lot of these uh, I shouldn't say just guys, but these women as well can pull off a victory. Yeah, I'd like to give a special thanks to Vince Laboon for setting up that 9-11 race. And uh, we just come out here and try to win every week. That's our goal here. It's just fun in the end of the day. Of course, it takes a lot of people to get this job done, a lot of crew, a lot of sponsors. Let's go ahead and thank them. I'd like to thank my mom, my dad, A&F Engineering, everybody who comes out and helps, Pull Jack Race Engine, Stan's Transmissions, uh, Elizabeth Lawn and Landscaping, Horhut Tree Service, uh, uh, Corman Corporation, Just Pour It, and uh, Dan's Truck Service. Frank, like I said, we're becoming common company down here, and I'm sure this may not be the last time we see you down in Victory Lane. Fans, let's give it up for your feature winner here tonight in the Priority Equipment Rental Hobby Stocks, the 05 of Frank McGill. The Hobby Stock Heats were won by Stephen Sheltman and 
Frank McGill. On to the hobbies, or on to the pro stocks, that is, the Penn Ohio pro stocks. And for the second week in a row and third time this year, Brian Hutchko, who had been behind the wheel of an EMOD for the last several years, brought a pro stock back to the track this year and won uh, very early in the season, then won two in a row here just uh, this past Saturday and the Saturday before. Daryl Charlier in that 114 Pro Stock, as we mentioned earlier, he finished second. Nick Kachuba, Zach Steele, Chris Schneider driving the number 18, owned by Mike Harris. That car had been a Noah Brunel car, and it is an SS chassis, so Mike Harris bringing Chris Schneider along to drive for him for an evening, and Todd Weldon also doing double duty in the 45 car uh, in the Pro Stocks. He finished sixth. Tanya Charlier was seventh. Jeff Bronischewski came and visited us, but he blew his motor up in hot laps and wasn't able to make the field. Brian Hotchko, very happy Brian Hutchko. He also got a chance to talk to Tyler Harris in Victory Lane. Brian, congratulations. Welcome back to Victory Lane. Uh, thanks. It's good to be back here. Tell you what, uh, it was pretty interesting to watch you and Charlier kind of going at it. You were gaining slowly but surely each and every single lap. Then before you know it, a tire goes flying, a tire blows, and that opens the door for you, and you didn't look back. Yeah, I mean, I hate to see that happen to Daryl. We're really close friends. Growing up, we always tease each other about racing with each other. You know, I don't want to win like that, especially against him. But it was nice to follow him. I found some couple grooves and little secrets up there that I never thought about trying before. So that was a learning experience there, the first part of that race. Well, he didn't make it easy on you because he came back out. He was a lap down. Caution comes out, gets the lucky dog. Before you know it, through process of elimination, cars dropping out of the race, he was right behind you to finish. And he was trying to find something on the inside, but it was a top-dominant kind of track tonight. A little bit trickier, too, a slicker track. But uh, throttle control and uh, persistence got it done for you tonight. Yeah, I mean, this motor here came from Ben Laboon uh, and Brad. That's uh, Daryl Charlier's car owner's. They let me borrow this motor. motor. It's one of the smoothest motors I've ever had in a car. So if if it wasn't for Brad and Ben, I I wouldn't be here again. You got I believe this is your second, maybe even your third feature win here this year. Um, And that's a good point tonight for you as well. It moves you up. I believe you're in second now and you're closing in. So um, it's got to know that you're coming up to a pretty good points race here in the closing races of the season. Yeah, I mean, this is our third win of the year. I mean, the points, I'm not here to race for points. I'm just here to try to do the best that I can every night and try to put a show on for everybody and represent my sponsors in the best way that I can. Speaking of your sponsors, it's a real good night to celebrate with some Real Nuts Vodka, 100-proof vodka. But uh, let's go ahead and hear about the other people who help make this happen for you. Well, first and foremost, I got to thank Real Nuts Vodka. I got to thank Mousetrap Bar and Grill, Johnny's Landscaping, Tim Gold Racing, uh, Taylor Autobody, Jeff Bronischewski came out here tonight and blew a motor in hot laps. Uh, I got uh, Bob Walters Race Engines, Three Rivers Karting, JP Heating and Cooling, uh, Prime Time Tree, Imperial Heights Garage, Stush's Automotive, Rapid Designs, and Snyder Trucking. And I got to thank my wife and my crew, Zach. I can't do it without him. My other buddy, Carl, he comes out and from time to time, give me a hand. And I got to say happy birthday to Joe Anthony. He's here tonight. So happy birthday to him. And uh We'll see what we can do for next week. Fans, that'll do it for us here in Victory Lane. Let's hear it for your Admar Pred Ohio Pro Stock feature winner, Brian Hutchko. In the Crawford 
repair four-cylinder division. It was Bill Tennant once again from Collier's West Virginia picking up his, uh, I'm not sure what how many wins he has, but certainly multiple wins on the 2021 season. In the always safe Young Guns, another first-time winner, 15-year-old Kirsten Chernick in our teenage division, the always safe Young Gun division, and she was a very happy young lady in victory lane. Next week, well, we move on, and the Rush Dirt Late Models of the Rorick Automotive Rush Dirt Late Models are back in the spotlight with the running of the Red Miley Rumble as we celebrate the life and accomplishments in the racing world of Mr. Red Miley. Be sure to be here at Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway for that. Check it all out at ppms.com. For Wrapping on Racing, I'm Jim Zufall. Racers for Tots is a nonprofit organization composed of a group of racing enthusiasts who have come together to raise money through various fundraisers and raffles to purchase toys for children in need during the Christmas season. Founded in 1999, Racers for Tots has raised over $2 million to purchase toys and bicycles for children in need across western Pennsylvania. Racers for Tots donates to Children's Hospital of Pittsburgh, the Children's Institute of Pittsburgh, the Salvation Army, Father Ryan's Outreach Center, Children of Murder Victims, Catholic Charities, Bikes for Children with Autism, and any local organization that benefits families with children in need. This year, the organization will celebrate 21 years, and there are many local and regional raffles and fundraisers planned. And if you see the Racers for Tots car at your local Speedway, be sure to purchase a $10 ticket for a chance to win the Racers for Tots grand prize, a brand new rocket race car. This car is valued at about $50,000. For additional information, call 412-952-4723 or go to info at racersfortots.org. This portion of tonight's program is brought to you by Environmental Air Incorporated. Saturday night, racing entertainment. That's what you'll get every week at Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway. The 2021 schedule is jam-packed with racing action. It all starts with our five weekly divisions. The Rorick Automotive Rush Dirt Late Models. The Admar Penn Ohio Pro Stocks. The Priority Equipment Rental Hobby Stocks. The Always Safe Traffic Control Young Guns. And the Crawford Auto Repair Four Cylinders. Throughout the season, PPMS hosts several racing series, adding to the racing action. The Rush Dirt Late Model Touring Series. The Falcone Moon Township Automotive 410 Sprint Summer Series. The Rush Sportsman Modifieds. The Buckeye Outlaw Sprint Series. The Rush Wingless Sprints. Thunder on the Dirt Vintage Modifieds. And the Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series. Special events include the Herb Scott Memorial, the Red Miley Rumble, the Juke George Steel City Classic, and the 33rd Annual Pittsburgher 100. Stay up to date with all the news from Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway at ppms.com. On Facebook, it's Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway, and on Twitter, it's at PA Motor Speedway. Since 1974, Environmental Air Incorporated has provided quality sheet metal and HVAC services in the greater Pittsburgh area. They're a commercial sheet metal contractor. Founded in 1974 by Glade Neal, Environmental Air is a family-owned union sheet metal company currently managed by Paul and Craig Neal. The people of Environmental Air are both a team and a family. They believe customer service is important. They value their employees and know that together they can have a meaningful impact 
on each project or service they provide. Residential service is not available due to the magnitude of their commercial work. 47 years of excellent customer service is the foundation of this successful company. Environmental Air is located at 1100 McCartney Street, Pittsburgh, PA, 15220. For additional information, call 412-922-8988. A message for all racers, race fans, or campers. Alternative Power Sources Incorporated, located in western Pennsylvania since 1995, we have proudly served homeowners and businesses throughout portions of Pennsylvania, Ohio, and West Virginia, offering a complete line of generators and the ability to provide turnkey projects. From sales and rentals to service, maintenance, and installation, Alternative Power Sources is dedicated to providing reliable generator solutions. Their brands include MTU, Kohler, Gillette, Yamaha, Powertech, and ASCO. The experienced sales force has over 40 years' experience in the generator field, providing the resources to design the generator package to meet your needs and specifications and supply the specified products. If service is important to you, they are your source. Alternative Power Sources. For more information, call 1-800-894-4455. And now, back to more Rapid on Racing with Don Gamble and Tom Lang. Listeners, joining us now is Tom Lang, and he's going to set us straight on the drag racing for the upcoming week. Tom, good evening. How are you? Good evening, Don. It's a pleasure to join you, as always. I thank you. You know, Labor Day weekend is on the horizon, and that is a special time in the sport of drag racing. Yes, Don. A Labor Day weekend means one thing in the world of NHRA drag racing. The U.S. Nationals at Indianapolis Raceway Park. The U.S. Nationals is the original NHRA national event. Many of the old-timers refer to it as simply the Nationals because at one time it was the only national event on the schedule. It began in Great Bend, Kansas, moved to Oklahoma and to Detroit before settling at Indianapolis in 1961. Uh, some of the truly great stories of NHRA have been made at Indy. Uh, Don Garlitz vowing to shave his beard if he got in the five-second club, and then doing so right there in the winter circle. Uh, Bob Glidden, who lived just down the road in Whiteland, Indiana, practically owned IRP, winning there nine times in the pro stock category. Uh, the Big Bud shootout, an all-star race for Nitro Funny Cars, was contested in conjunction with the Nationals for many years. Uh, Indy's always been a race that teams look forward to each year, making sure that they had their best stuff ready for the big go. A longtime funny car owner, Jim Dunn, would race all season on a shoestring budget, but in, at Indy he'd show up with some new parts so that he could give it his best uh, shot at winning the U.S. Nationals. I refer to it as Labor Day weekend, but it's actually a whole week as teams begin arriving at IRP on the Tuesday before the race, and the race itself does not conclude until Labor Day, which obviously always falls on a Monday. For some of the sportsman racers, it's even longer than that, as many of those sportsman racers from around the country attend the Division Three race 
at Beach Bend Raceway in Bowling Green, Kentucky, the weekend before the Nationals, and they head directly to Indy after that race. I've made that trip myself on numerous occasions, and I can tell you from personal experience that doing the Bowling Green to Indy deal seems like you spend a month on the road. But if you want to make a name for yourself in this sport, Indy is the place to do it. These days, the U.S. Nationals is not the only big drag race scheduled for Labor Day weekend. Tell us about the Yellow Bullet Nationals. For many drag racers, the NHRA has developed an image, and rightly so, of caring about nothing more than the two classes that burn nitro-methane fuel. That's top fuel and funny car. Uh, for the majority of the fans, specifically the ones whose only involvement in the sport is to attend a couple of national events a year, Pop Fuel and Funny Car are the show. Uh, the overpowering awesomeness of 11,000 horsepower nitro-methane burning engines and the sight, sound, smells, and ground-shaking power of these two classes are the draw for those fans. Now, the cars and drivers in the other classes play second fiddle to the nitro cars, and it is painfully obvious in how the NHRA runs its business. For many people involved in the sport, they could not care less about nitro, and many of them stopped paying attention to Indy a long time ago. At one time, no drag race promoter would think about scheduling a big event on Labor Day weekend because all eyes would be on Indy. Well, that has changed, specifically for racers of door cars, as they are the demographic that feels abandoned by the NHRA. A few years ago, the Yellow Bullet Nationals had the audacity to schedule their big event for door cars on the same weekend as Indy. Turned out to be a smooth move, as the Yellow Bullet has uh, grown to be one of the most important events for drag racers, uh, guys driving with doors on their cars. There's actually a large divide between the racers who think nitro-burning cars are everything and the ones who are much more concerned with door car classes and have never paid much attention to NHRA. Now, this weekend at Cecil County, Maryland, the Yellow Bullet Nationals is on tap. Earlier this year at Cecil County, they held the Yellow Bullet race that was postponed from last season. At that race, the ProMod field was the fastest and tightest in the history of the sport. It took a 369 just to get in the field, and the top three cars all qualified in the 359 zone. Now, the air conditions dictate how fast a ProMod car can run on every, any given weekend, and I don't expect a record-setting performance such as the one we retreated to in May. But I guarantee you that for fans of fast door cars, their eyes will be on Cecil County, Maryland, not Indy this weekend. Dragway 42 also has a big race coming up, the Heavyweight 8. In just its second year, this race has become something special for fans of drag racing in Ohio and western Pennsylvania. Uh, yes, for the second straight year, R&R Auto Body, DeServo Construction, and P2 Contracting have joined forces to put together an event at Dragway 42. The Heavyweight 8 is an extension of the Rumble Wars races that are held at Summit Motorsports Park at Norwalk. Uh, last year, the Promods put on quite a show. 
Uh, the top four cars qualified in the 370s. It took a 392 just to get into the field. Uh, this year they've added outlaw dragsters and an outlaw limited street class, plus there's some index classes on the card. There are a bunch of top-notch pro mods committed to this event. It should be a great show. And the week after that race, one of the premier pro mod races, the Shakedown, will take place at Virginia Motorsports Park. So the pro mod world has some really big races coming up in the next month. I wanted to take a minute and thank you and Jim Pollock. I was on your radio show Monday, and I had a blast. Uh, that was a lot of fun having you uh, part of the show, Don. Uh, with the long, varied career that you've had in motorsports, uh, the 15 or 20 minutes that we spent talking to you just wasn't uh, enough time to cover everything that you've done. But uh, it was a lot of fun. Uh, you've got a lot of great stories to tell, and uh, the contributions you've made to this sport over the years are many. And uh, we're going to have to do that again because I'm sure we could fill a lot more time. Well, I thank you guys for having me on. It was really weird being the person that is getting interviewed versus being the person that does the interview. And I had to be careful that I didn't jump in there and put my foot in my mouth, but it was a blast. Well, I think we've talked before about uh, when I was doing the Open Throttle 360 TV show. Uh, we went to Sharon to shoot some segments, and Jim Pollock was in, uh, interviewing me over the track PA system at the same time I was conducting an interview with him for the TV show. <laughs> so we kind of interviewed each other, and it turned out to be a really nice interview on both sides. And it was uh, one of those special mem uh, moments that we all remember, and I'm going to remember that for a long time. So uh, I kind of had the feeling the same thing was going to work uh, between us. Uh, as you mentioned, all these years of you being the guy asking the questions, and now the tables were turned. But uh, it was a lot of fun, and like I said, we need to do that again. It was really great to hear Jim's voice. It sounds like he's on the road to recovery, and uh, I'm glad because for an announcer to have problems with his voice, that's not a good thing. Uh, no, it's not. And uh, like you, Jim has so many years of involvement in this sport. Uh, he's made a lot of contributions, and uh, it would be a shame if he was not able to continue in the work that he's done for all these years. But, uh, yes, he, he is uh, back where he belongs and uh, used to hearing that voice and hope to hear it for a lot longer. Great interview with you. Great report. I thank you. You have a nice evening. Uh, you do the same, Don. This portion of tonight's program was brought to you by Environmental Air Incorporated. Located in beautiful Somerset County in western Pennsylvania's picturesque Laurel Highlands, the Jennerstown Speedway Complex hosts exciting Saturday night racing from May to September. Come see daring drivers competed late models, modifieds, pro stocks, street stocks, chargers, and the fast and furious fours. Special events include the Motor Mountain Masters, NASCAR Whaled Modifieds, ISMA sanctioned Super Modifieds, the Super Cup Stock Car Series, and Enduro races. The Jennerstown Speedway Complex takes great pride in providing fun, affordable family entertainment. 
The 6 p.m. start time allows the younger fans the opportunity to enjoy the entire show, including at the completion of each weekly event. Everyone in attendance is invited into the pits to meet the drivers and see the cars up close. Spend your Saturday nights in Somerset County at the Jennerstown Speedway Complex. Every day when they open the doors at Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights, Pennsylvania, their goal is to provide great customer service by offering affordable automotive and truck repair service performed by highly trained technicians at the highest industry standard. By implementing the latest diagnostic equipment and computerized repair manuals, you can rest assured that your vehicle will be repaired to factory specifications for your specific car or truck. At Zarin Truck and Automotive, they believe in honest repairs and will demonstrate that fully by explaining the repair or service you are receiving and they'll give you an estimate or quote before work is performed. When you choose Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights, Pennsylvania, you are choosing professional automotive repair and maintenance performed by expert automotive technicians. That's Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights. And now, more Rapid on Racing with Don Gamble and Dave Oliveri. Listeners, if you're joining, just joining Rapid on Racing, from time to time, I like to get out and do the, the little unusual. And if you know me, that's, that's just Dave Oliveri. But I, I got word from Howie Bayless this morning that there was going to be a tribute car at Lernerville. And I'm thinking, hmm, who am I missing? Who, who, who do I hit? I said, so I said, you know, all right, Howie, you got to tell me who it is. And he told me it's going to be Levi Yetter. And I'm thinking, okay, well, obviously, can, it has to be one particular number because, Levi, you drive the number nine in honor of your grandfather. Your uncle runs the 29. But you and your dad kind of hatched a little plan to to honor him and, and it's just such great you know I mean you never had an opportunity to meet him but the memories that your mom had while he was racing and she's had with your uncle Kenny and now with you through go-karts and now your first couple years of late models you well you kept the secret your dad kind of let the cat out of the bag but uh, let's just tell the listeners then we'll let we'll let mom talk a little bit here uh, on why you wanted to do it and what it means to you so I wanted to do the throwback cart because uh, I just wanted to remember him racing and remember his life and stuff. So we decided to do this in the race just so we can remember it with my uh, with our family and stuff. Again, now there's you and your dad. Is that was Uncle Kenny on this at all, or he's he, he probably hasn't even seen the car now on your uncle. Well, he actually has. <laughs> I we all it was me, uh, Matt Hughes, and my uncle and my dad. We all started uh, putting this together. And uh, making sure it was okay with him at first, and he was, so that's when we started going at it. Well, better you to do it than Kenny, because Kenny's not, I mean, his body's going to be a once-a-year body, and that's it's going to look that way from April until uh, we run the stampede here. But, you know, Tammy, it was supposed to be a surprise, and prior to the interview, you know, we were talking, and... You know, Sean let the cat out of the bag because you're real particular on everything on this car. It's got to look perfect. His go-karts look that way. The late model looks that way. His helmet's got to look that way. And you told me, well, I'll let you tell the listeners because 
they always say women are the backbone of the racing team, and unfortunately, the eagle eyes got, got the better of us. Yeah, they, um, we've been black for the last two years, and I walked in the garage about a week and a half ago, and Levi was cutting out the body, and it was white, and I kind of got angry, and I was like, hey, we, we stay black, we stay the same colors the whole year, and next year you could be white all you want, but this year you're going to stay white. And um, they both kind of looked at me real sad and walked away. And then my husband came home a couple nights later and he's like, I think we better tell you something. And um, they asked me what I thought about doing a tribute card to my dad. Um, and I have to admit, it was probably a good thing that they didn't shock me and pulled out on the track because I might have I been a little bit more teary-eyed than what I am now. But um, it was a great tribute for the idea that a 15-year-old who never even met his grandpa wanted to come back and do a tribute card to someone like that. It means a lot to my, me and my family. You know, when you talk about things that are special, as we're doing the interview, I'm looking at the button that goes back from, I don't know what year that was. Uh, you know, he reminds me so much of Kenny. Oh my gosh, it's just, uh, yeah. it, it's just phenomenal. But, you know, to relive those memories, and I mean, you were young at that time, and, you know, it's been like, what, 25, 26 years now. It's you know, it's, you'd like to say you forget about it, but it doesn't. And, you know, you're, and, it, and it, as a mother, it's always difficult because when Kenny raced, he's your brother, so it's a little bit different. It's a lot but different. It's a lot different. You know, when dad races, it's different. And now when Levi's in the car, it's completely different because the mother thought process when the son's in the car is totally different. But, how special it is. I mean, we got, I got a chance to walk around the car. When it pulls out tonight for hot laps or for that first heat race, I'm sure there's going to be a couple tears rolling. I think so. Um, I think a lot from me and my mom and even my brother, who doesn't get choked up too often. Um, he was choked up today whenever they were working on it and finishing it up. But it means a lot. Um, it's hard, you know to being in a racing family where I lost my dad 26 years ago yesterday to racing, but he wouldn't have ever had it any other way other than to leave this earth that way. And um, it's, you know, it's not easy to, to watch, but you're a racing family all those years and that's the only thing you know. So it's, it's hard to watch Levi. It's a little bit different than watching Kenny. And I'll tell you, watching them run side by side is a whole different ball game, um, and that's been happening a lot the last couple of weeks. So it's been interesting. Well, it's always good because the teacher is now teaching the student. I think now the student's getting a little bit more astute, and sometimes he's actually doing a little bit better than the teacher. But Levi, I, I just from myself, for someone that is such a, a nostalgia buff and, and looks for something that's kind of different. For you to do this, you know, from myself and from Don, who's back in North Carolina, I want to commend you for, you know, for what you do. Such a young man to honor your grandfather and to just make this very special for your mom and your dad. Yeah, thank you. I just, I, I don't know what to say. I'm just so happy how it came out and uh, thanks to Matt Hughes for doing the graphics for us and stuff. Well. What I wish for the both of you that, you know, you and Kenny have a, you know, a good race tonight and, and run side by side and make your mother sweat a little bit, but how great would your, your pap up there looking watching his son and his grandson racing side by side in the number nine. Pretty good? Yeah, I think, um, I think he would be very proud of these two guys the last few years. And, you know, 
nothing makes me prouder than to sit in the stands and watch them two run a clean race against each other. And Levi's come a long way in just two years. So I think he has a promising future, and it's nice that he's carrying on the number. It is, and he's... What do you know? You know, you're 15 yet, Levi? Uh, yeah. Just... Uh, you're, get, you're getting old. I'm telling you, you're getting old. You know, you're getting old. Well, again, great idea. Best of luck tonight and whenever you run this body the rest of the year. Thank you. And Tammy, hopefully next week we'll be back to the black body. Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> That's okay, though. If the white body brings us some luck, maybe we'll leave it white for a while, huh, bud? Thanks, guys, for the interview. Toma's Meat Market is a full-service, old-fashioned butcher shop and meat market. Their stores nestled in the farmlands of western Pennsylvania, where they've been for over 50 years. They hand-select cattle and hogs purchased from local farmers. At Toma's, they can help you prepare for anything from your own family's dinner to a special graduation party, a company picnic, an anniversary celebration, a wedding reception, or a whole host of other things. They can prepare entrees and have them ready for pickup or delivery in foil chafer pans. Just heat them and eat them. Please call or stop by to find out about putting a package of these ideas together for your special event. The taste and the service are out of this world. Toma's Meat Market, located at 748 Dinnerbell Road in Saxonburg, PA. For additional information, please give them a call at 724 724- 352-2020. That's 724-352-2020. This portion of today's program is brought to you by Alternative Power Sources. Saturday night, racing entertainment. That's what you'll get every week at Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway. The 2021 schedule is jam-packed with racing action. It all starts with our five weekly divisions. The Rorick Automotive Rush Dirt Late Models. The Admar Penn Ohio Pro Stocks. The Priority Equipment Rental Hobby Stocks. The Always Safe Traffic Control Young Guns. And the Crawford Auto Repair Four Cylinders. Throughout the season, PPMS hosts several racing series, adding to the racing action. The Rush Dirt Late Model Touring Series. The Falcone Moon Township Automotive 410 Sprint Summer Series. The Rush Sportsman Modifieds. The Buckeye Outlaw Sprint Series. The Rush Wingless Sprints. Thunder on the Dirt Vintage Modifieds. And the Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series. Special events include the Herb Scott Memorial, the Red Miley Rumble, the Juke George Steel City Classic, and the 33rd Annual Pittsburgher 100. Stay up to date with all the news from Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway at ppms.com. On Facebook, it's Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway, and on Twitter, it's at PA Motor Speedway. Are you in need of financial planning or portfolio review? Rick Sabo of RPS Financial Solutions is an independent financial planner who has testified as an expert witness on insurance and investment fraud. He helps people who are concerned about their portfolio or with other financial matters. His services include investments, pension, and 401k rollovers, estate planning, life insurance, and long-term care alternatives. As a registered IRS tax preparer, he can assist retirees with the completion of property tax rebate forms and other government tax reduction programs at no charge. Mr. Sabo does not charge a fee to meet with potential clients for a fact find. His office is located at 5061 Route 8, Gibsonia, PA. If you are in need of any of the services that he provides, give him a call at 724-443-5720. That's 724-443-5720. Or email him at rick.sabo at jwcemail.com. 
Securities offered through J.W. Cole Financial Incorporated, member of FINRA SIPC. Advisory services offered through J.W. Cole Advisors Incorporated, neither J.W. Cole Advisors Incorporated or J.W. Cole Financial Incorporated, nor its representatives provide legal, tax preparation, or accounting advice. Persons who provide such advice do so in a capacity other than as a registered representative of J.W.C.A. J.W.C. RPS Financial Solutions and J.W.C. J.W.C.A. are unaffiliated entities. Located in beautiful Somerset County in western Pennsylvania's picturesque Laurel Highlands, the Jennerstown Speedway Complex hosts exciting Saturday night racing from May to September. Come see daring drivers competed late models, modifieds, pro stocks, street stocks, chargers, and the fast and furious fours. Special events include the Motor Mountain Masters, NASCAR Whalen Modifieds, ISMA sanctioned Super Modifieds, the Super Cup Stock Car Series, and Enduro races. The Jennerstown Speedway Complex takes great pride in providing fun, affordable family entertainment. The 6 p.m. start time allows the younger fans the opportunity to enjoy the entire show, including at the completion of each weekly event. Everyone in attendance is invited into the pits to meet the drivers and see the cars up close. Spend your Saturday nights in Somerset County at the Jennerstown Speedway Complex. And now back to Don Gamble and more Rapping on Racing. Fans, up next is Doug Sir, the driver of late model number three at the Hummingbird Speedway. Doug, good evening. How are you? Good. How are you? Good. You know, I looked at your, well, I've seen the car in person, but I've just double-checked and looked on Facebook. You have a beautiful car. A little bit about the car. Uh, what kind of chassis do you run? Uh, it's a laser chassis. Um, we did not do a lot of personal work with the uh, crew here to decide on what kind of look we wanted the car to come out with. The design similar to what we've had in the past, but um, we had Animal Graphics kind of just go with it, and he came out with a beautiful car for us. Oh, it's 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 amazing. It is really, really sharp car. Um, now, I've seen you race up at Hummingbird. Generally, you're uh, in the front podium finish or victory lane. Um, ballpark number... Uh, of wins this year uh, up at Hummingbird? Um, I think we got uh, two or three wins there at Hummingbird and a couple at Thunder Mountain as well. So we got a total of five wins this year, I think. That's good. Uh, are you in the points race at Hummingbird? Well, currently we're leading points at Hummingbird. Um, would be leading points at Thunder Mountain. Uh, but they did, on one of their rain-out nights, they gave uh, show-up points to cars that showed up when we weren't there. So um, we're kind of playing catch-up there, or else we'd be we'd be in the lead there. Who's your toughest competition at Hummingbird? I definitely have to say um, between uh, Nick Erskine in the 5X and um, Eddie Connors in the 27C, those two cars have been real fast all year long. It's really competitive. Um, it always seems that one of us has the edge over the other every other week. So, um, you know, it's not a definite win here or there ever. And, uh, you know, the rest of the class is just picking up, picking up the pace as well. I know uh, Joe Lafredo just cracked off a win the other week. So um, it's, it's getting tough. 
I try to get the hummingbird at least once a year. Generally, it's on Louis's birthday. I come up with Dave Oliveri. I love that place. It's it's so friendly. It's sort of like the whole town is there, plus the other competitors that come in specifically to race there. And when I'm walking through the stands, I generally see friends that I've known for years, like uh, Jake Valisak's uh, uncle. Uh, ran into him the last time I was up there. And just a, a great group of people. And Louie and his family, they just they treat us like royalty. We get to go up in that little building they have up on top of the hill and he makes us very comfortable so it's always an enjoyable trip up there how did you or how when did you start racing how old were you i think i was 16 when i started racing um i've been in it most of my life my oldest brother dominic um started racing i think when he was 14 and he's six years older than me so you know i was roughly eight when when i was working on his car in our garage here sweeping up dirt in the garage and getting getting pools uh, for my dad and stuff. But um, I think I first started hopping in a car at 16, and then I really didn't. I was in a front-wheel drive for about 10 years. Um, just, you know, the class was different back then. It was a lot more laid back. You know, we, we got a car out of the junkyard, put a four-point gauge in it, and went racing. It was a blast. Um, but my older brother, Dom, was racing uh, the T3 street stuff, Tommy Scott, um, during that time frame, and that was kind of where most of the attention went. And uh, we finally moved up into a pure stock not too long after that. I mean, obviously, like I said, I was 10 years into the front wheel drive by then. And I think we had five or six years in the pure stock before we decided to move up to this semi-late class. Very good. And uh, I think this is our fifth year there in this class. Fans, if you're just joining us, we're talking to Doug Sir, the driver of late model number three at Hummingbird. Uh, Doug, what do you like best about racing? Uh, it's got to be the competitiveness. Um, it, it just harks back to, you know, my old wrestling days and just have to have that competitive attitude. You know, it's, it's always a constant work. Uh, to make the car faster, it's not the work you do at the track more than it's the work that you do in the garage. And so that dedication to it is another part that I really love about racing. You really have to be dedicated to uh, make that car fast. Um, you can't just put parts on a vehicle and, you know, be fast when you show up at the track. You really got to really gotta do a lot of work to make it work. And it's, it's just like wrestling in that aspect. You know, you're by yourself out in the middle of that wrestling mat by yourself in that race car. There's nobody else that can help you, and it's just you and your competitors. So um, I really like that competitive attitude. I don't think I'd have as much fun if I was out there just winning every race. Well, smart racers always say that the, the, the race is won in the garage, and it fascinates me when I see some guys come to the track and they're scurrying around trying to fix things that should have been fixed before they got there. Uh, <laughs> yeah. If you were picking your most memorable moment in racing, what would it be? Um, there's, there's been a lot throughout the years since we've been involved in racing for so long. I think for myself, one of my favorite wins I've had, it wasn't even a special. Um, I had a third-place car that night, and it was uh, last year, I think. I think it was last year. Um, I had a third-place car. Yellow came out, 
late in the race, like five to go, and I uh, passed both the leaders on the high high side to win. But we, we ran three wide between me, John Lee, and Nick Erspin for all five of those laps, and it was tight. And we squeezed out a win. I think that was probably the most memorable win in my mind. Fans had to be loving that. Uh, how did you pick your car number? Well, like I said, my brother Dom, growing up when he had front wheel drive, when he was racing back class back when he was 14, 15, uh, the, the car number was 03. Um, when he moved up, started running for Tommy Scott in the street stock, it was uh, T3. And um, I kind of just wanted it to be a 3. Yeah. And uh, when we moved up to a pure stock, um, my dad asked me what number I wanted. I said, you know, just make it a three. That'll be fine, you know. And then uh, I was also a three-time NCAA All-American in college, and I ended my career as a national champion um, my senior year. But my dad ended up putting a three XAA uh, inside the number. So it's actually a three XAA, like a three-time All-American. That's kind of stuck, and that's what we have now. See, now, I wasn't aware of your uh, record in wrestling, and I think the fans really enjoy the behind-the-scenes information because the <laughs> listeners, when they hear this, they're going to say, whoa, I didn't know that. And, you know, like one of the modified drivers at uh, Lernerville played drums in a rock band. Uh, it's just uh, people like that personal touch when they hear about the drivers and some of the things they do away from the racetrack. Now, for the past several years, uh, you and Morgan Henry have been dating. Was she a race fan when you met her, uh, or did you have to teach her? <laughs> no, she, um, uh, I was growing from my brother's street stock. I met her in the pits the first time I met her. This was years, years ago. Um, she was helping out Jason Witherwright. That'll be a name that, you know, a late model name that some people out there will remember. Yeah. Um. Yeah, uh, she was helping Jason Weatherwright. Jason used to park beside us all the time. That's just how we, you know, first met. Um, and it kind of just took off from there. Down the road, we ended up starting dating. And uh, uh, it's been, I think this is four years now for us. And we got a little one on the way. Oh, yeah. What's it going to be? Don't know yet. Okay. All <laughs> right. Not sure. Not sure. How about this? Last week, I had a driver on named Bobby Whitling, and I said, uh, how did you meet your wife? He said, in Victory Lane. I said, well, explain. He said, well, she was a trophy girl, and I guess he won a bunch of races and getting a lot of kisses and said, hey, let's go out on a date, and he ended up married. So it's always, <laughs> it's always interesting to see how the drivers uh, find their uh, significant other. Uh, well, you know, I, I got to say, from a driver's point of view, it's nice um, to have somebody that that's been around racing um, that that's with you because they they understand the dedication to the sport and uh, it does take up, up a lot of your your time and um, that's one thing I really got to thank my girlfriend on um, that she has an understanding um, sometimes she doesn't like it <laughs> but she does have an understanding of the time that it takes to make these cars go around the track and fast and, and to be in victory lane at times so uh, i really got to thank that 
Well, the, the commitment that the girlfriend or the mom or the sister or the wife, whoever the woman is, the commitment they make so you can race is a big one. So you're, you're pretty lucky that Morgan understands that. Uh, again, fans, we're talking to Doug Sura, the driver of late model number three at Hummingbird. And uh, I'd like you to take a minute and uh, mention your sponsors. I got to say before you start off that our sponsors, um, they pretty much make this car go around, every single one of them. Uh, we really don't take any money out of our own pockets. Uh, the cars ran almost strictly on our sponsorship money. So we do a lot of work to be as cheap as possible. But, um, you know, whether that's tire work, so we have to buy less tires. Uh, you know, using we got bent, bent parts on the car that that probably don't want bent on there, but they're straight enough. The car still works good, so we use them. Uh, it's just stuff we do to try to save money here or there. Um, but I really got to go and say, you know, Agri America uh, has, a, has been a great sponsor for us. Allison and Associates, uh, St. Mary's Insurance Agency has been a good sponsor. They've been with us since even. Before I started driving the bigger cars, they, they were on uh, street stocks back in the day with my brother as well. So they've been a long-time uh, sponsor. Uh, Crackle Enterprise has been there for a long time. Teamster Outdoors, which is uh, an outdoor blog that my brother has, um, my brother Andy. Uh, Catcher's Way, which is uh, Seamless Gutters. They have been with us since we moved into the semi-lake class and have been a great sponsor towards us. Um I got to say, Milady and Wooten has been a good sponsor that we picked them up a couple years ago. And uh, Mackey's Auto Sales has been with us for a real long time. Um, so that's another smaller sponsor that just helps with uh, a lot of the small pickups and tire money and stuff like that. Um, Delulu's Transport has been with us almost the whole time on the semi-lake class. So it's been a very long-term sponsor for us. Um PVA, which is uh, the Pennsylvania Beer Alliance, they've been with us for a long time, too, has been really good. Um, J.R. Wick, which is uh, Wick's Lawn Care. Uh, PTI is the uh, Pittsburgh Tech College, PTC now, I think they call it. Um, let's see here, who, am I, who could I begin? Scafe, um, Auto Supply, They just picked, we just picked them up this year. Uh, they they help us out with uh, some fuel and, and some auto supplies. Uh, Dave K. Morelli Auto Sales has been a small sponsor for us as well. And uh, I think that's it. I got I do have to give a shout out to Laser Chassis. Um, we're pretty much the only Laser Chassis out there, and it's not you know. Uh, Krypton Knight, it's not a XR1, um, all these big name, um, you know, chassis builders you hear out there that everybody has one that's that's always winning races. But, um, you know, these cars work, and uh, we prove that they work. And I uh, just, they, they're a big helping hand to, at any time of the day, if I have questions on the chassis, um, trying to figure something out, you can give them a call. They're so personable. So I really got to thank Bernheim and Laser Chassis for that. Cool. How about we take a minute and mention your pit crew? Uh, 
Our pit crew has been, for so many years, just me, my dad, and uh, Phil Creek. Um, it's just been us three, really. It's, for the most part, me and my dad in the garage, mostly throughout the week. Uh, my dad does a ton of work. He's retired, so when he does have, you know, time, he's in the garage doing a lot of maintenance on the race car while I'm at work. Um, the uh, Phil Krieg is our motor guy and setup guy, so he's our crew chief for the most part. Um, his, his knowledge is uh, uh, on the late mall is, is great to have because we, we have a good... Uh, relationship there as far as him setting the car up to what I'm trying to look for. Um, and we picked up Dustin Marsh this year um, to help me out with some tire work, which takes a little bit of uh, the stress away on me to get everything done by myself. Um, while, you know, he does a lot of the tires, whether it be cleaning it or rotating them on a wheel, um, grinding them, cutting them. You know, I can get other things done on the car with set up from you know from one track to the next. So uh, it's just it just saves me hours um, for him being there, even though it seems like such a small job. But uh, so I, I really got to thank him too. We just picked him up this year. He's been a lot of well, Doug. We're coming up on a commercial break. I want to thank you for being with us and ask if you have any closing thoughts, anything we uh, need to mention. Uh, no, just come out and support your local tracks. I mean, the racing's been great this year for the most part. Um, it's been uh, a little bit of a struggle with car counts because there's so many tracks opening up this year. But come out and support your local tracks. We can't be out there without the fan support. So uh, we really appreciate the fans being there. Well, Doug, I appreciate you taking the time from a busy evening to do this interview. And when I'm up at Hummingbird, I'm going to stop and say hi. Thank you very much. This portion of today's program was brought to you by Alternative Power Sources. Toma's Meat Market is a full-service, old-fashioned butcher shop and meat market. Their stores nestled in the farmlands of western Pennsylvania, where they've been for over 50 years. They hand-select cattle and hogs purchased from local farmers. At Toma's, they can help you prepare for anything from your own family's dinner to a special graduation party, a company picnic, an anniversary celebration, a wedding reception, or a whole host of other things. They can prepare entrees and have them ready for pickup or delivery in foil chafer pans. Just heat them and eat them. Please call or stop by to find out about putting a package of these ideas together for your special event. The taste and the service are out of this world. Toma's Meat Market, located at 748 Dinnerbell Road in Saxonburg, PA. For additional information, please give them a call at 724-352-2020. That's 724-352-2020. Every day when they open the doors at Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights, Pennsylvania, their goal is to provide great customer service by offering affordable automotive and truck repair service performed by highly trained technicians at the highest industry standard. 
By implementing the latest diagnostic equipment and computerized repair manuals, you can rest assured that your vehicle will be repaired to factory specifications for your specific car or truck. At Zarin Truck and Automotive, they believe in honest repairs and will demonstrate that fully by explaining the repair or service you are receiving, and they'll give you an estimate or quote before work is performed. When you choose Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights, Pennsylvania, you are choosing professional automotive repair and maintenance performed by expert automotive technicians. That's Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights. And now back to Don Gamble and more Rappin' on Racing. And joining us now is Jeff Kronoszewski, the driver of the number 08. Jeff, good evening. How are you? Good, Don. I don't know how far back we go as, as friends, but uh, it's been a while, hasn't it? Yes, it has. Uh, pretty far back. Um, 1994. I remember when your dad, uh, you and your dad let me drive your uh, pure stock in a senior series race. And uh, good car. We finished second. And if the guy that won it hadn't been cheating, we would have picked up the win. But hey, that's the way it is, you know. Yep, maybe we weren't cheating off, huh? Maybe. <laughs> That's fine. One night, I was a pit steward at uh, Lernerville for many years, and a guy come up to me and he said, I want to protest that guy. I said, why? He says, because he's cheating. I said, how do you know? He says, because I'm cheating and I can't catch him. <laughs> uh, racers are funny. <clears throat> well, um, let's talk about how and when you got started in this. Uh, I got started in 1990 uh, with my friend, um, still friends, uh, Ian Tomai. Him and I built a car together and went racing in Pittsburgh. Yeah, he, he was a good runner for a long time, and then I guess the family business was so successful that uh, time is uh, not uh, not available. Yep, that's one thing that guy doesn't have is time. Boy, they got some good-looking trucks. I like the one that they reconditioned, and I guess they don't use it for towing. What's the story on that truck? I don't know. They're they're always doing trucks over or fixing them or doing something with them. Yeah. Well, as a, an auto body guy, you can appreciate how nice their work is. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yep. <clears throat> Gotta love the color red. Prior to driving, did you have any jobs in racing? Did you help anybody else? Uh, no. I went straight into driving. Yeah. Now, we know that you did the pure stocks, and now you're in a, a, a pro stock. Was there anything in between there? Yes, we went from a stock car to a modified. We ran modified for a couple years, and then I did a couple years in the crate, and then back to the stock cars. Well, you got a good-looking car, and it's a unique number. Now, I know way back when you had the pure stock, it was a 10. Where did the 08 come from? Well, the 08 came from the wife. Um, she says, I want to be involved with racing, so I says, well, pick the number. And she says, 8. I said, there's already an 8. She says, 08. I said, perfect. Okay. It had a lot to do with the uh, kid's birthday and her birthday, so I went with it. Well, it sounds like Jennifer's pretty into your racing, and that's a good thing. Now, you have three kids, Alec, Taylor, and Jesse. Uh, are they race fans? Yes, they are. They go whenever, whenever they can. They always usually get a hold of me during the week and say, where are you racing this weekend, Dad? And um, they'll, they'll try to show up or Alec tries to show up as much as he can, gives me a hand. Uh, Taylor will come out. Jesse will come out. So, yeah, they they come out as much as they can. 
Well, when you think about family, and that's probably the best part of racing, you have your Bronischewski family and you have your racing family, and sometimes they intersect, they cross over, but the people in racing, they're just great people. And um, I've, u- I've used the story many times when Lynn Geisler said he was going to re- retire from driving. I said, are you going to quit racing? He said, I can't. I won't have any friends. <laughs> think about it, you know. <clears throat> that is true. What, uh, other than the financial part of racing, what's the toughest thing for the 08 team? Probably all the hours it takes to put into the car to prep it for the next week. Um, gosh, I know when I, I try not to bend it up, but when I do, that really adds to my program during the week, and you're always just trying to make the car better and faster, so you want to spend your time on that, not spending time putting it back together. So, yeah, probably the work that goes in week to week, whether it's swapping out an engine, just doing basic cleaning tires, cleaning the trailer, cleaning the truck, all that all that time adds up. Well, and we should tell the listeners, it's 8.30 at night, and I called you in the shop because we wanted to do the interview, and you said, I'm working on the car, can you call me later? And, and that's how we put this all together. Uh, if you couldn't go racing, what would you do? I'd probably go to work. <laughs> I don't really have any other hobbies besides uh, besides racing, so I, that's why I always say I, if I didn't go racing, I'd go to work, so racing keeps me from working. Well, that's good. Well, I know Taylor Auto Body's very successful, and uh, I believe Scott Shemp is one of your employees. Is that right? Yep. Long time. Been with yeah. me since the very beginning. Good kid. How, <clears throat> excuse me. How long have you had Taylor Auto Body? Uh, since 2003. Now, let's tell somebody, if uh, one of the listeners needs to go to a place where the work is outstanding, address, phone number, a little bit about Taylor Auto Body. Well, we're in Imperial um, on Old Steubenville Pike. Uh, we've been out here since 2008. Bought it. 724-695-7888. If you want to go to a place where you're going to get the job done right the first time, go down and see Jeff at Taylor Auto Body. Um, now, you've won a lot of races in a lot of different cars. What would be your favorite or most memorable moment in racing? Gosh, I've had, I've had so many. I don't. I, I guess the most recent was um, last year. I've uh, never been to La Trobe. I thought I'd try it, so I uh, went by myself and ended up winning the feature that night, never being there. I, I always thought that was kind of cool. Big track, fast track, plenty of room to move around. I, In my early years, I raced there for a lot of years. I always liked it there. Just a nice place. Yep. Now, what kind of goals, other than winning some more races, looking long-term between uh, and the end of the season, anything in particular you'd like to accomplish? I'd love to pick up some more short track wins, have a couple here and there, but not many. Big tracks seem to suit me a little bit better. I don't know, I guess I like the speed there. But uh, I'd like to win on some shorter tracks. What would you consider a shorter track where you'd really like to be in victory lane? I'd love to win at Lernerville. I think yeah. just the prestige, I know it's just another track to some people, but I watch a lot of guys win up there, and I'm like, I don't think they realize how special it is to, to win there. You get that in your bucket list, you'll be all set. Now, yeah. beautiful car, beautiful colors. Uh, let's talk about some of your sponsors. Well, I got uh, me, Taylor Autobody, um, Tomai's Towing, uh, Roosted Chassis, 
uh, Benny and Andrew Gordon, they helped me out a ton. And um, I really got to give a shout out to my engine builder, Travis, over at Less Friction. Um, guys, phenomenal. Uh, always there. Really helps me out. So. A little bit about Rooster Chassis. I'm not real familiar with them, but I am familiar with the Gordons. Is that who builds it? Yes, Benny and Andrew built. They're very successful. Good drivers yep. and good uh, chassis people. Okay, um, pit crew. Uh, you said you went by yourself. That's that's doing it the hard way. <laughs> uh, whatever it takes sometimes. Um, but I do got to thank my buddy Ray, uh, long longtime friend Ray. Uh, Catalastic, uh, George Caputo, um, he's helped me out for the last probably five, six years. Uh, we picked up a new kid this year, Robbie, helps me with my tires, and my son will go. He gives me a hand, um, Alec. Do you think he might have a future in driving? I don't know. I, I wouldn't mind handing the keys off to him. Well, that's something for down the road in the future. Well, we're coming up on a commercial break. Any closing thoughts? Anything you'd like to add? I would like to mention my wife um, talking about time, time on the car. Um, I know I spent a lot of time away from her during the, during the summer months especially. And you got to throw in the winter months when you're out in the garage getting the car ready. So, yeah, she really gives me the time to, to put into the car so, what it takes to get it done. Sounds like Jennifer's a, a pretty special lady. A little bit of advice for you. During the winter, if she comes and says, I want to go to middle of nowhere to see a movie or something, uh, stop what you're doing and go. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I, I figured that out a long time ago. My wife collects Hall China. And even when right in the heart of the season, I, it's not much. But once the season's over, she says, I want to go to this convention where people talk about China. Okay, get in the car. And that solves, uh, Bob Miller calls that racing insurance. When you get a couple check marks on the wife's side of the board, you're way ahead. Well, Jeff Bronischewski, I want to thank you for taking time from a busy night at the garage to join us. And I want to wish you continued success. And hopefully, when you win at Lernerville, I'll be able to come down and congratulate you. That would be great. Thanks, Don. All right. This portion of tonight's program is brought to you by Zarin Truck and Automotive. Since 1974, Environmental Air Incorporated has provided quality sheet metal and HVAC services in the greater Pittsburgh area. They're a commercial sheet metal contractor. Founded in 1974 by Glade Neal, Environmental Air is a family-owned union sheet metal company currently managed by Paul and Craig Neal. The people of Environmental Air are both a team and a family. They believe customer service is important. They value their employees and know that together they can have a meaningful impact on each project or service they provide. Residential service is not available due to the magnitude of their commercial work. 47 years of excellent customer service is the foundation of this successful company. Environmental Air is located at 1100 McCartney Street, Pittsburgh, PA 15220. For additional information, call 412-922-8988. 
a message for all racers, race fans, or campers. Alternative Power Sources Incorporated, located in western Pennsylvania since 1995, we have proudly served homeowners and businesses throughout portions of Pennsylvania, Ohio, and West Virginia, offering a complete line of generators and the ability to provide turnkey projects. From sales and rentals to service, maintenance, and installation, Alternative Power Sources is dedicated to providing reliable generator solutions. Their brands include MTU, Kohler, Gillette, Yamaha, Powertech, and ASCO. The experienced sales force has over 40 years' experience in the generator field, providing the resources to design the generator package to meet your needs and specifications and supply the specified products. If service is important to you, they are your source. Alternative Power Sources. For more information, call 1-800-894-4455. Fans, up next is Brian Hutchko, the driver of Pro Stock Number 60. Brian, uh, good evening. How are you? Uh, good evening, sir. How are you? I, I appreciate you taking the time out of a busy schedule so we could do this interview. want to talk a little bit about some of your previous racing. Now, I know I think you did the pure stocks for a while. You did modifieds. You did the pro stocks. Let's start at the beginning. When did you get involved in racing? Well, when I got involved in racing was ever since the day I was born, my dad used to race, which would have been, I guess, the old late model old stock cars back in the day he used to drive for himself he drove for uh chase brothers out of midway mcdonald pa back in the uh 70s and he gave it up in the early early to late 90s he gave it up right after i was born in 86 so it was inevitable you were going to get involved in racing uh what was the first time you were in the seat of a car first time i actually drove a car was for myself me and my dad bought a car that was in 2007 we started out in the amateur class out at pennsylvania motor speedway and uh, i'm guessing based on where you uh, live that uh, pittsburgh's pretty close to home yeah my whole life it's been within five five to ten minutes from the house so i've been pretty fortunate okay you started out in the amateurs then let's uh, progress right up until today what was next uh, after the hobby stock class, I raced from 2007 till 2010. After winning the championship in 2010, I took a 2011 off, so to speak. I drove uh, for Ed Weiser, the OU2 hobby stock, off and on. And then 2012, I bought a car off of uh, Chris Haynes from up at Mercer, and I ran five nights in 2012. And then 2013, I built a brand-new S&S chassis off of Chris Snyder, ran the whole season, and we ran a partial season in 2014. End of 2014, I started driving Open E-Mod for Stanley Sashadowski over in Hill Station, and uh, 
we did that for a while there with the with the open e mod deal, and then we went to the economy mod class in 2000. I want to say that was 2016. We went to the economy mod class up at Sharon and Raceway Seven, and then uh, not last year, the year before, I took a year off. I rolled my car up at Raceway Seven, my economy mod, and then the whole plan after that. Since I didn't have nothing left, was to get a stock car and come back home here to Pennsylvania Motor Speedway. Whatever happened to your SNS chassis? Because they're good cars. The SNS chassis, we we got into a, a wreck at PMS, and we got the frame pulled. Chris put it on the jig, checked it over, and then uh, I actually traded it for a 2010 Pierce E mod roller for roller that came out of Kentucky. That car right now is still winning races out in Kentucky right now. So it's got a pretty good history, quite a legacy there, yeah. All right, let's talk about the car you, the car you have now. What kind of a chassis is your Pro Stock? My new Pro Stock that I have here right now that I'm currently racing is a 2014 Bobby Whitling slider chassis that was updated, I think it was last year or the year before, the previous owner that had it had it updated by Greg Beach. Now, I'm curious. Uh, I had Bobby on the show last week uh, on how big his business got, how Slider Chassis has really become a, a pretty busy time for him. Did you buy the car from Beach or from Whitling? I got the car from Joe Anthony. Joe Anthony bought it and had it built brand new from Bobby Whitling. I believe it was. They had it for 2014, but they didn't physically get the car on the track. I want to say till late 15, early 16, when the car finally seen the dirt. That's a that's a good chassis. A uh, little bit about the car. The pictures of it are beautiful. The color combination is kind of unique. It's uh, you got a little bit of green in there. It's not uh, it's not like a cookie cutter uh, wrap on your car. Or is it, who does your uh, graphics? Uh, Quentin Wyatt out at uh, Rapid Design. He did the rap on this, and I told my me and my wife were talking. I said, you know, I'm always the black and green. I've been that whole black and green my entire career, except for when I drove the uh, first part of my EMOD career with Stuschadowski. was red and white, his colors. And I wanted to do something different besides the same old black and green, because that's all you see a lot anymore. So I told Quentin, we're going to put a white body on it. Give me something that looks different. And he... First shot, he sent me that, and I was like, man, that's it. Yeah. I was like, it's the easiest, easiest thing I've ever had to do. Good-looking car. How'd you pick your number? I picked my number back when I was in eighth grade. I started out with, uh, that was my football number. I played defensive end, tackle and guard, offense, defense, and it just stuck with me. A lot of guys, that's that's how they get there. Now, Lou Blaney, his number 10 was his basketball number. Uh, that was a good number, good choice. What do you like best about racing? The best I like, best thing I like about racing is one, the people you meet along along your journey in this this sport that we do. You you make so many friends that become family. They're not just your friends. You have your your family at home, and then you have your race family. And I've met so many people that have led me to where I am today and friends that I'll have for the rest of my life that I, that I would probably never 
thought I'd be friends with if it wasn't for racing. So I'd have to say it's meeting the people, the other drivers, the other teams, and creating that bond. You're right about the family and friends. Uh, when Lynn Geisler said he was going to give, give up driving, I said, are you going to quit race? Quit racing? He said, I can't. I said, why? I said, I won't have any friends. His whole life has been around racing, and I have the same situation. I mean, I was in education for 45 years, met a lot of people, a lot of nice people. But uh, most of the friends I have now, probably 90% of them, are through racing, and I cherish these friendships. You're one of them. I think, you know, when I get a chance to uh, interview a driver like yourself, I feel even a closer friendship because, you know, about your football number. I didn't know that. I mean, I, you look like a football player, but I didn't know that was your number. And I really, really enjoy the people in racing. Every once in a while you get a jerk, but 99% of the time they're good folks. Other than uh, finances, what's the toughest part of racing for you? Probably the toughest part of racing for me is, one, my work schedule, and two, if you want to stay up front in racing, it don't matter what division or what type of racing or sport it is, you have to win in the shop or in the gym before you can ever make it out onto the field or onto the track. Right. Now, based on some things I've seen and heard, uh, I'm guessing, do you run heavy equipment? Because I know you're doing a lot of work out at uh, Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway. Uh, yeah, I've been driving trucks since the age of 18. I got my CDL when I was... 16 i had a temporary pennsylvania cdl i have my state inspection license i used to work up at fight a freightliner and that led into hauling heavy equipment out of state for alex paris when i worked for them for oh that was about nine years i worked for them and then that carried over to where i'm at now i joined the local 66 and i currently am uh, employed down at the uh, cracker plant over here in manaka cool um, you know, to do this racing, it takes uh, a lot of sponsors and a good pit crew. Let's talk about your sponsors. Uh, this year on a car, we got quite a few new sponsors. Uh, we picked up JP Heating and Cooling here not that long ago. I think that was maybe two, three weeks ago we picked them up onto the car. We got Daryl Charlier down there at Three Rivers Karting. We got Bob Walters Race Engine. You know, that, that guy... No one gives him enough credit for what he does and what he can put together. And then we got Primetime Tree and Landscaping. We got Imperial Heights Garage, Kurt Habedale. We got Frank Snyder, Snyder Truck Incorporated. We got Stush's Automotive. We got Taylor Auto Body, Jeff Ronaszewski. He's a good friend. I mean, there's, if there's anything I ever needed or anything, I mean, that guy's always willing to help out. We became good friends back in the day. I got uh, oh, I got real nuts vodka on the car. They came on. I think it was about my third night out after Laboon race. They they got a hold of me and they were uh, looking to put their name out there to try to do some advertising. And I was very fortunate enough that they they picked me to go on the car. So real nuts vodka. I got Johnny's Landscaping over here in Imperial, and then Mousetrap Bar and Grill. They've been with me since the beginning. I like that. Mouse Trap Bar and Grill. Where are they located? They're located right off of Old 22, right off the, you can either get off the Midway McDonald exit or you can get off the Babington exit. They're right past the toll road there off <laughs> of Old 22. 
You mentioned Bob Walter, an excellent engine builder, and I'd be hard-pressed to ever remember a time when one of his engines came apart. I don't think that happens. It doesn't happen. Very, I mean, every engine builder, it's never so much, everyone wants to blame the engine builder, but for what goes into these motors and, and the feeding that they take, it's never the engine builder's fault, in my opinion. I mean, things happen. It's, it's uncontrollable. I just had my motor break here, not this weekend, the weekend before, and it was a fuel regulator went bad and caused me to melt my motor down. So, I mean, it's, it's just some things are just unpredictable and everything's uncontrollable in racing. You just never know. Uh, fans, if you're just joining us, we're talking to Brian Hutchko, the driver of Pro Stock number 60. Uh, do you have two wins at Pittsburgh this year? Am I on the right page? Uh, yes, I got two wins this year so far. Good, and you're running with some pretty serious competition down there when, you know, some of these, well, like um, Charlier, I mean, uh, he's amazing, some of the stuff he's able to do. Uh, how about your pit crew? Who does uh, who does the stuff at the track? Uh, my guys, I, I got some of the best guys that can help me, and if it wasn't for them, I don't know where I'd be. First off, I got to think Zach Hess and his wife Jenna. They come out the track every week. He tries to help me at home here as much as possible. Uh, my buddy Carl Wiedenhofer and his wife, Chelsea Wiedenhofer, if it wasn't for them, he lets me use his shop at any time. If I ever need to do anything extensive with the car, I had the car over there all winter, stripped it, did all the work over there. Um, Sush Daryl Charlier, he helped me. Kurt Habedil from Imperial Heights, Dale Charlier, uh, biggest biggest one probably be my crew chief. That that'd be my wife. You know, she's there to lend me a hand whenever other people can't lend me a hand, so to speak. Here at home, she's the first one there to dive in there. Well, now Shannon, uh, your wife was she a racer when you met her, or did you have to bring her into the fold? I kind of had to bring her into the fold. Uh, we actually went to high school together and graduated together. And her dad and mom are really close friends with Kurt Habedale. So that's how that kind of came together a little closer there once me and her started talking and started actually dating. I was like, wow, this is a small world. But, uh, yeah, she she finally started to get used to it. She's still very nervous watching me go around out there. I mean, I imagine any woman that's with a man in this sport would be nervous for their boyfriend or husband, their loved one, being out there. All right, Brian, we're coming up on a commercial break. Any closing thoughts, anyone else you'd like to mention or thank? Yeah, I got to I gotta give a big, big, huge thanks to Tim Gold, Tim Gold Racing. He helped me out in the E-Mod ever since I got into it in 2014. All the way up till now, he built my motor for me a couple years ago. Still helps me every weekend. Uh, he's another one of those guys that's been around for so long and he has a lot of a lot of intel inside of that head of his that really takes me that extra step some night. And then I got to uh, thank my wife. Like I said, if it wasn't for her, it's hard to find a find a woman that can really enjoy this sport and stick it out. Uh, and like I said in my interview the other day at the racetrack in Victory Lane, you know, it's, it's not that a woman can stand by, behind a guy, but stand beside the guy throughout all this. And I'm thrilled to have her and be part of this journey of uh, that I enjoy to do with this sport. 
Sounds like Shannon is just what you need. You're a lucky guy. I want to thank you for being with us tonight. Uh, thanks, sir. This portion of tonight's program was brought to you by Zarin Truck and Automotive. Saturday night, racing entertainment. That's what you'll get every week at Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway. The 2021 schedule is jam-packed with racing action. It all starts with our five weekly divisions. The Rorick Automotive Rush Dirt Late Models. The Admar Penn Ohio Pro Stocks. The Priority Equipment Rental Hobby Stocks. The Always Safe Traffic Control Young Guns. And the Crawford Auto Repair Four Cylinders. Throughout the season, PPMS hosts several racing series, adding to the racing action. The Rush Dirt Late Model Touring Series. The Falcone Moon Township Automotive 410 Sprint Summer Series. The Rush Sportsman Modifieds. The Buckeye Outlaw Sprint Series. The Rush Wingless Sprints. Thunder on the Dirt Vintage Modifieds. And the Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series. Special events include the Herb Scott Memorial, the Red Miley Rumble, the Juke George Steel City Classic, and the 33rd Annual Pittsburgher 100. Stay up to date with all the news from Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway at ppms.com. On Facebook, it's Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway, and on Twitter, it's at PA Motor Speedway. Are you in need of financial planning or portfolio review? Rick Sabo of RPS Financial Solutions is an independent financial planner who has testified as an expert witness on insurance and investment fraud. He helps people who are concerned about their portfolio or with other financial matters. His services include investments, pension, and 401k rollovers, estate planning, life insurance, and long-term care alternatives. As a registered IRS tax preparer, he can assist retirees with the completion of property tax rebate forms and other government tax reduction programs at no charge. Mr. Sabo does not charge a fee to meet with potential clients for a fact find. His office is located at 5061 Route 8, Gibsonia, PA. If you are in need of any of the services that he provides, give him a call at 724-443-5720. That's 724-443-5720. Or email him at rick.sabo at jwcemail.com. Securities offered through J.W. Cole Financial Incorporated, member of FINRA SIPC. Advisory services offered through J.W. Cole Advisors Incorporated, neither J.W. Cole Advisors Incorporated or J.W. Cole Financial Incorporated, nor its representatives provide legal, tax preparation, or accounting advice. Persons who provide such advice do so in a capacity other than as a registered representative of J.W.C.A., J.W.C. RPS Financial Solutions and J.W.C., J.W.C.A. are unaffiliated entities. Located in beautiful Somerset County in western Pennsylvania's picturesque Laurel Highlands, the Jennerstown Speedway Complex hosts exciting Saturday night racing from May to September. Come see daring drivers competed late models, modifieds, pro stocks, street stocks, chargers, and the fast and furious fours. Special events include the Motor Mountain Masters, NASCAR Whalen Modifieds, ISMA sanctioned Super Modifieds, the Super Cup Stock Car Series, and Enduro races. The Jennerstown Speedway Complex takes great pride in providing fun, affordable family entertainment. The 6 p.m. start time allows the younger fans the opportunity to enjoy the entire show, including at the completion of each weekly event. Everyone in attendance is invited into the pits to meet the drivers and see the cars up close. Spend your Saturday nights in Somerset County at the Jennerstown Speedway Complex. You gotta run two to the checker, gotta run two to the checker. Here comes Silage, she'll take the win. 
Over Carl Bowser, Jack Sutton, and Bob Felmley, Brandon Spithaler. How about that, Sprint Car fans? Little bit of everything there. Cy Lynch is going to put it in victory lane in the 42 car. The Rocket Man. Well, Gary Heen is going to be the man of the moment as he'll have Cy Lynch in victory lane. One, two. All right, he's out of the car. Get ready to take a nice tall drink of Marburger Farm Dairy Iced Tea. Tonight's race winner, Cy Lynch. Cy, take me through that one. Early on, there was a, a great battle of Bob Filmley. You got around him, made your way around him. Looked to be the class of the field, and then right at the end, take, take me through those last couple laps with that, um, that tangle over there. Yeah, I mean, that's, uh, that's aggressive racing, and I, I hate to make contact like that. Um, <laughs> hey. <laughs> I, I think it comes with the last name, I guess. I don't know. But, uh, no, extra money, more money on the line. That's what brought Shafe to town. And, uh, you know, I look up to him as a driver, and uh, we raced hard. Uh, misjudgment there on me in three, and uh, I own up to it. So, uh, all race I drove hard, and I, uh, in a perfect world, I'd love to win a race with no contact, obviously, but, um, you know, more money on the line, and I did what it had to be done. Talk to me, just tell me about the track real quick. Everything's smooth there as far as that went. I mean, a better track the time? Yeah, I mean, the track was really good all night. We had a fast car all night. Uh, <laughs> no, it's. Uh, <laughs> This is probably one of the most uh, eventful wins that I've ever had. So I'll take the haters. I'll take the lovers. The fans have been with me from day one. The haters, you're just starting today. So I guess we'll have to learn your names as well. All right. Couldn't have said that better. All right, Silas, just, uh, just uh, take us through the people that make racing happen for you. Who do you need to thank? Man, i got to thank all my partners that make this possible. Uh, Masitas Motorsports, ADV Depot, Fisher Body Shop, Boffman Motorsports, uh, All-American Framers, Blair Construction, uh, Diesel Property Management, Cicero's Bar and Grill, uh, everyone that just makes this possible, and uh, the fans, the crew, my family, uh, the lovers, not the haters, but that's all right. All right, ladies and gentlemen, once again, tonight's feature winner for the Peluso Roofing. Main event for the People's Natural Gas Sprint Cars. Give it up for Cy Lynch. Got a handsome-looking trophy for him over here. We got some meat sticks, courtesy of Toma Meat Market. And some iced tea from our friends at Marburger Farm Dairy. Greg, take me through that one. That was a lot of restarts, and that was a lot of being able to hold off Steve Kennewell. He gave you about everything you could handle there for about two-thirds of the race. Yeah, I could see him poking his nose under every restart, so I figured he was pretty good. And as long as I hit my lines, I thought I could get away from him, though. So He tried you up top here one time. Did you know he was coming up there? He, he tried you once, right around the lap 14 mark, I think. No, I didn't see him up there, so... Just uh, talk to me about how this one felt. Well, track smooth enough, you know, racy enough. You stuck up top, but could you go down low to get people if you had to? Yeah, I think we could run wherever we wanted to. Um, just trying to keep my momentum up around the top, and that's what you got to do when it's this slick here. All right. Just take us through the uh, people that you need to thank. Um, I got to thank Palusos, number one, for giving us some extra money tonight. Um, Alternative Power Sources, Sylvan Easler, um, Altmarsh Trailer Sales, Western Wear, Just Off Road, uh, Townsend Gas and Oil. Reesman Body Shop. All right. Thank you very much. You're on a rail tonight. Once again, your seventh career victory here at the Action Track. How's it feel? Feels good. All right. Put them up together one more time for Greg Dabrowski. Tonight's feature winner with the Allegheny Sprint Tour 305s. All right, folks. Chad Ruhlman picking up the win. John Mulliken second. Rod George finished in third, followed by Gail Ruth Jr. Arnie Kent finished in fifth.
Then it was Blaze Myers, Ryan Fraley, and there he is, ladies and gentlemen, climbing out of the car. Give him a round of applause, Chad Ruman. He's out of the car, ladies and gentlemen. 31st feature win on the Rush Sprint Car Series. He's coming around here. He's got a nice trophy there tonight. Some meat to go with it, some iced tea. Chad, 31 wins. On a difficult week for the United States military in Afghanistan, it seems fitting the red, white, and blue number 68's in victory lane. Yeah, I, I feel horrible about what's going on over there for sure. And, uh, uh, you know, I, I feel bad. I've got to support the blue flag on my suit for a good friend, Joey Bullock of mine. Um, so when you see stuff like this that, uh, that happened this week, it hits home for sure. 31 wins on the series. you got to love these cars. What about them? Oh, I, I love everything about these. They're so much fun. This track tonight was uh, right in my wheelhouse. I love the, the cushion right on the bitter edge. Uh, it slicks up everywhere else. and um, Yeah, I just love this place, so thanks for having us. How is Kevin doing? He had a bad crash down in Pittsburgh, and I know it's been a difficult few weeks for him. Yeah, he's uh, so he's not in pain anymore. He still has a broken back, but the pain has finally subsided. Uh, he's in a full full body brace, but he's heading to Clarkson to, to do his aeronautical engineering, so he's going to focus on that for the next year and a half. Who would you like to thank for this win? Uh, Tim, Tim Ingalls. Uh, you know, I couldn't do this without that whole family. Um, you know, Tim and Bob that work on the cars. Uh, you know, th those guys, they, they really love this. Uh, Grandma Betty, she's <laughs> the most excited person here. So, uh, no, and all the families and Jen and everybody that comes with us, it's, uh, it's a family deal. I'm glad to be part of it. Well, you're going to, I think you may have taken the point lead back tonight from uh, Gail. He finished fourth. It's tight. Yeah, uh, I was glad it slicked off. Um, come fall time when the tracks are really heavy, uh, Gale is uh, super fast and when there's a lot of traction. So I need a couple more slick nights here and a couple more slick nights at Sharon before we even talk about points. Chad, congratulations, my friend. You're the winner again at Lernerville Speedway. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, let's hear it for Chad Ruhlman, driver of car number 68. We hope you enjoyed tonight's program. Wrappin' on Racing is available every Monday at 6 p.m. on Apple TV, iTunes, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher, and RappinOnRacing.com. We want to thank Jennerstown Speedway, the title sponsor for Wrappin' on Racing, and our marketing partners, Alternative Power Sources, Environmental Air Incorporated, plus Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway, RPS Financial Solutions, Toma Mean Market, and Zarin Truck and Automotive. Additionally, thanks go to co-hosts Dave Oliveri and our reporters, Howie Bayless, Tyler Harris, Bill Korch, Tom Lang, and Jim Zufall. Special thanks to our senior engineers and technical advisors, Bill Korch, Ted Luzik, and Gary Scott, along with Bob Miller, our multimedia data collection facilitator. That's all for this week's Rapid on Racing. I'm Lenny Baticki. We'll see you next time. Stand on it. Come on, man. Stand on it. Stand on it now. Jennerstown Speedway proudly presented Rapping on Racing, the Tri State's number one motorsports talk show. Today's program was brought to you in part by our marketing partners. Recognized by the Eastern Motorsports Press Association as one of the top racing shows in the Eastern United States. Have a great week. 
And be sure to tune in next Monday for another installment of Rappin' on Racing. Stand on it. Come on, y'all. Stand on it.